0: Well that's the future of, of uh, portable gaming, I'm telling you. I and mean, there's yeah. nothing
1: more portable than something being in your brain. Yeah. Instead of handheld, it would be called headheld.
2: Mm. You know? No, it won't. <laughs> I'm calling it. I'm calling it now. <laughs> it's not, it will not catch on. Brain. <laughs> <head>. <laughs> Stop making fetch happen. With Welcome to Headheld Technology with Mark Keeler. Jeff, Jeff, Keely. Keely. Jeff Keely is my and Mark <laughs> Welcome to the newest episode of Super Agile Brothers. I am your host. <laughs> I can't do it. Uh, hey guys, welcome. Come on in, sit down, join join me at the fire here. Uh, this is an episode of your favorite podcast, The Super Agile Brothers. With me, I have my two co-hosts. First, Bradston, why don't you uh, cough up a hello?
0: Hey there, everybody. As you can see... Uh- we have Third uh, Count Dracula, Glasses Stevie, um, leading yep. us the yep. start, starting us out strong. I appreciate it.
2: This man always has breath enough for one one little zinger. And zinger. Uh, with us as well, we have the illustrious and the illustrating for a small fee, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. Bleh bleh bleh. How do I do? <laughs> that's the canonical <laughs> that's, vampire that's response. That is. Blah,
0: <laughs> is that a uh, vampirist to do that? You know
1: what I'm saying? I think
2: I'm part vampirist. Vampire. Yeah, blah
1: that's, blah seen a blah, blah. Or How dare you? Blah,
2: blah blah. Talk about my people like that. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah. I mean, you might you might be it might be rude to like Eastern European, like you know Transylvanians mm. Mm. or whatever that accent is. I doubt that's an actual yeah, I, accent.
0: I I, re- I would love to meet a person that uses blah as a part of their
2: well <laughs> like a <laughs> common vernacular Instead of a it's like hey a, you know like like you know no. what's up my bleh homie <laughs> <laughs> we what's should ask, Blair with you <laughs> we should ask uh oh wait and i of course am steve, steve aka various other things that ratson has called me in the past couple months um and yeah we were just talking about uh Chat GPT before we started, and we were talking about vampires after we started, and here we are now. Yes, blah. Chat B- GPT. Ooh, <laughs> I wonder.
0: I wonder what they if if we I could ask Chat GPT if if uh, Transylvania that accent is real and what it would say.
2: You should start by asking if Transylvania is real. Are you sure that it's a real place? Mm, Isn't
1: that where um, Andrew Tate went? No, 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 no. Adam Sandler. and Adam Sandler.
0: Adam Sandler. Oh, no. Adam Sandler. He has oh, a, Adam Sandler yeah, me. he has a hotel
1: that he runs. Oh, Hotel there. Transylvania. Yeah, yeah. Got him. He runs that.
2: You walked into that one, sir? No, mm-hmm. Andrew Tate went to Romania. And there there Romania. He was, there he will probably stay for a while. He didn't,
0: he didn't just go there, he moved there permanently.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he, he <ain't> <laughs> He's back. been
0: moved. He, he ain't come back to wherever he was before that. Yeah. That's his new home.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you guys have followed that. He was like talking slight trash. He was like, Yeah, I moved to Romania because law enforcement's kind of slack here. Like, you can get Mm -hmm. away with small. Not that I'm doing any crimes. Not that I'm doing anything illegal. But, But you you know, like, you know. know It wasn't small stuff stuff either. (laughs)
1: Like, he was trying to harbor human beings. Yeah, yeah. He basically did allegedly the equivalent allegedly.
0: of rappers who rap about crime, crimes that they committed. I Caught him on yes. the bus at three fifteen with twelve Glocks <laughs> in his back. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> you know, like like you going to jail, bro? You going to jail? You know,
2: you know I think uh, I think Key and Peele did a sketch about that. Oh, they really? did. They do a yeah.
0: sketch on everything.
1: It's so, very good. That's right.
2: Hilarious. <laughs> Speaking think, of nah, man, it's people, all a metaphor. Speaking of catching people in the back, uh, we haven't played Fortnite recently, but when we played, we were playing a little bit with our friend Dynamic, and I'm seeing here Discord is tattling. Apparently, this man's playing Apex Legends right now. He already reverted.
0: Mm, mm. Didn't take long at all. He, he just doesn't know that it's going to get uh, shut down at the beginning of May. Yeah. First
2: the mobile game.
0: No, he's playing mobile. 100%. Exclusively. He's No way he's playing mobile. <laughs> he's, he's uh like,
1: he's like what do you call it? Emulating the mobile game.
2: He's, uh, he was going to say his, <laughs> he's emulating Android.
0: On his device.
1: You know people. Mouse and keyboard. That. Maybe oh, that's why sure. they're actually shutting it down. Because everybody's playing with a mouse and keyboard anyway. Yeah. I mean, the people who were murking me in the first week were
0: 100% not just playing on a mobile <laughs> device. Like.
2: I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that does happen. I don't know that's why they'll shut it down. They were saying something about the quality or the de- like the I amount of the developer,
0: Whoever they're a, yeah. contracting out is probably doing a trash job. And
2: like, I've never heard of someone shutting a game down and mentioning the developer. So, it- <laughs> it's <laughs> it's calling them out. For those who so, you know who to
0: blame. Who are unaware. This is actually new, but I was sharing with the guys that Respawn announced that they're shutting down Apex Mobile on May 1st of this year. And as Kyle pointed out, that's not even a year. Like they haven't even Apex Mobile hasn't existed for a year, and they're shutting it down before they hit that year mark. So
1: it was stuff. so hype when it came out, too, man. Everybody was waiting for Apex Mobile because they 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 had some pretty good marketing, and then it really it didn't look bad for a mobile game.
0: <laughs> for a mo- there you go. Thank you, thank you for saying that for
2: a mobile game. Yeah, yeah.
1: You got to qualify it. You, you have to.
2: Yeah. I, I just can't imagine that's a good experience. People still play Fortnite on mobile, right? Yeah. Children. Yeah. Not I only. mean for some people I think it's it's a it's a accessibility thing. Like I this is the only mm-hmm. console computer system that I have. Very true. Very true. I always
1: see a kid playing it on their iPad in church. Really?
2: No, not in church, dude. That's such a unfriendly Sa- sacrilegious you know that...
1: sacrilegious
2: I mean, yeah. it's I mean, mildly sacrilegious, I guess. But like there are some things that you could maybe argue you can get away with playing in church because it's like low energy, low attention. That is not one of them. That's a very like. I mean, if it's a I child, would be talking. It's I would be child. exclaiming out loud. Yeah, it's a child. <laughs> yeah. I would be exclaiming. I couldn't do that quietly. Hmm. Yeah. Luckily, he doesn't
1: get too riled up. He's not
2: that sweaty.
0: Yeah, uh, I think children, you know, from what I've noted about my niece and kids who might play with like iPads and stuff like that, they have an ability to be completely like in the zone and like completely quiet in a way that doesn't make sense. That's why I like chill. And I think like the next generation of children are going to have a very different experience with technology than we are like how they like they're going to be, like you said, not as expressive Like, they're just, it's just happening. It's like, you know, ready player one. What's really happening is in the game. That's them. You know. Mm. It's it's all internal.
2: Nah, it's all, everything's the same. Those kids are just different and weird. Everything's going to be just like I remember it in my childhood. True. Go,
0: go, (laughs) what is it? Uh, (laughs) Going to to school uphill both ways during the snowstorm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all survive a pandemic? Yeah. You joke. You joke, but my elementary school was like biking distance from my house. I never, I was never able to do it because my mother was uh, very concerned that a good biking. mother. Yeah, I, I, not that she was overly concerned; she was very concerned. Um, but yeah, I could have been biking uphill from school both ways. Just both one ways. way. It's a very <laughs> steep hill, though, so I'd probably <laughs> feel like both ways
0: on the way back. This man was about to say, "I used to bike to school both ways. It was uphill." I um, actually. There's somebody who's telling me recently, like uh, I was at church and one of the kids, I guess you could say no longer kids. He's a man now, baby. He uh, he went off to college and he came back for the break and, you know, just chatting with him. And one of the older gentlemen was just talking to me. He's like, yeah, look at him, man. He look good. He look good. He don't know about the struggle he used to be for us. First of all, this man is much older than me, but. You know, like the struggle, you know, I remember we didn't even internet. I was like, I don't even know y'all had electricity. But um, <laughs> Did you even invent just, Benjamin just, Franklin playing. back then? I'm not going to play him like that. But, um, but he was just Candy talking leg. about how, like, man, they got it easy. They, You know, we used to have to wait in line to get, you know, register. And, you know, we had, we didn't have a, oh, he said he had like a microwave in his room or something like that. And I think he he was like, oh, yeah, we didn't have no microwave in our room. We had to share it with everybody else. And I was like, it's so funny. Like, there's this tendency as you get older to be like, the kids have it so easy. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, no, they just got it different, man. It's just, yeah, it's just different. You know, different struggles,
1: stuff that was hard. I would say
2: objectively worse, too. Definitely worse. Wait, kids are glad
0: they have it worse now?
2: (laughs) No, I'm saying things are worse. Like, the, the different in a worse way. I'm just being silly. Uh-oh, you know uh-oh. how everyone's like, oh, back in my day, like the golden the good age. good old days. Good old, good old, old days. It's always days. better in the past. Yeah, yeah. I remember
0: when the people who were supposed to be picking. So, anyway. um, Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those situations where we. Water
2: fountains. <laughs> Nobody laughed. <laughs> we just let you do that. I, was like, gonna... I
0: thought he was going to take it. I was like, I'm not going to go too far. You You can figure out what I was going with. <laughs> you said water fountains. I heard you. I heard you, Tyler. <laughs> we all heard you. <laughs> you know, so. Hey, you know. I don't know. I, I, was our old. our children will be, they won't have to go to school. They'll have chat GPT, mm-hmm. you know, on their wrist <laughs> or something. Uh, you know. Education like, for what? You know, they'll be true. What do you, what do you call that? Bi- bi- bionic? No, no, no. What do you call a yeah. person? Cyborgs? Cyborgs. Yeah, bionic. Cyborgs.
2: Cyborgs. Sure. Androids? not androids no cyborgs androids are robots that look like people (laughs) and we still do a bad job of that in in the world like they still look like dead people it's crazy to think about because (laughs) i'm not crazy i always oh i'm introducing a new idea it's crazy let me reintroduce this Mm. idea um i think the common thought is that as we or the common fear is that as technology advances and things like Chat GPT become more popular and more viable, that you know, well, let's take it back a few years, right? Like Google or Wikipedia as a research tool, mm-hmm. you know, everyone was like, You got to learn how to do your own research, you got to do this and that. And yes, I do think that was important, but I think it's also important to learn how to use the tools that exist and learn how to survive in the world that actually we live in, not in some hypothetical world where the internet explodes and society crashes. And I had to make my own car engine, you know, like, yeah, there's a balance there. And if chat GPT and tools like it become more popular, like I do think we're going to, we need to teach people to think and, and research and make their own stuff and find their own things, but they should also be proficient with the tools at hand.
1: I don't think it's going to be any more damaging to how much research people do than Google
2: is now. Mm. Like, Well, people thought Google would be. That's what I'm saying. You know, like how much read, how many, how much. I don't know anyone. I'm not in a PhD program. Right. But I imagine that at some point people are probably reading a lot fewer books and taking, a, making a lot fewer MLA note cards than they expected to based on elementary school.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think the reality is even if somebody were to tell you that, say say somebody in your professor says, I really want you all to use the old school, go to the library and use the Dewey Decimal System yeah. and Get blah, it an blah, blah. Week. They'll also expect you to have a paper written in a week. Right. And maybe in the past, that paper would need to be written in three weeks, you know. Mm. So it's like you can't judge me off of you have to give me the same standard as somebody who had that type of technology you know it's like it's a job like oh we you know that you get these interview process if you're in tech and you're a developer they'll interview you like you don't have access to the internet on your job and I'm like right. okay you're testing me to like remember things that at the end of the day aren't super relevant because guess what if the internet is down the application that I'm working on doesn't <laughs> like if the internet disappears tomorrow, the application I'm working on doesn't exist either. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. So, here. I can't
2: push code. Exactly. I can't communicate with my coworkers. Everything's you know. down. Yeah. yeah, like there's no Yeah, there's no situation where that's okay.
1: Um, I've done one of those a couple of those code tests before and even design tests, and they purposefully pull really obscure stuff that you've never needed to commit to memory. And I'd be okay with that if it was, like, in a way that evoked, like, your problem-solving skills and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: rarely is it. It's just more like, do you know the answer to this? And if you don't... Do you know the way? Yeah. Then something's wrong with you type of thing. It's like, give me, a, give me a problem to solve, maybe, that uses these obscure things. And see how close I can get versus, like, a regurgitation of information I just simply don't have. Yeah. Yeah. And...
0: And, like, it's funny because one of my most popular technical articles I've ever written is called Why I Stop Interviewing with Companies that Require a Coding Test. And it's because people are like, yo, I am a senior eight-year developer who does all this stuff. And I can't get past entry-level, you know, job, you know, applications because they want me to do some random tests where I got to, oh, you need to know how to, I'm a cook. I'm a cook at a restaurant. And they say... First things first, you need to know how to start a fire with just bramble and some twine. You're
2: like, bro, (laughs) some flint. (laughs) My job is to cook. (laughs) We should do an episode about some tech industry stuff. Harken back to our early days of making fun of IBM, Mm -hmm. Mm. slash fondly reminiscing about our very useful and excellent time at IBM. Uh, but in the meantime, we have another episode planned for today. Do we? We've touched in on it. We've t- <laughs> it's happening. You're here. Uh, we've touched on it a little bit. We were talking about the, uh, the mobile uh, Apex Legends experience and the, how should I put this, the viability of some games versus others in a portable way in a portable form factor. That's that's a better way of saying that. So, keeping that in mind, I ask you boys, mm. what are your favorite portable games? Or your favorite games to play portably if there are options.
0: So so I want to ask this first. Okay, what's <laughs> the definition of? Ignore portable? me. <laughs> no, this is what y'all do to me when I pose questions. No, I know.
2: I'm I'm, be, I'm being stupid. Um, <laughs> definition of portable?
0: Yeah, like, what does that mean? What is a game? Um, what, what is the definition of the? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: that's easy. It's an article mm, what that is, is article? Uh, that is referring to <laughs> a is, specific object. What is that, an that object? Is the subject of a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to play this with me. Okay. Object undefined. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, portable, portable. I would say something that has that can be played on a handheld device preferably but maybe even a just something that can be traveled with let's say that a game that can be played either while in transit or less portably can be taken like transited somewhere else other than like your home to play it so like you know you play again when you're a laptop that's a little less portable than playing a game on your phone because you can't really, at least long term, you can't really use a laptop, say, on a train. And there's there's ins and outs, right? Like, oh, on a train, you can't be blasting music, whereas uh, so you would need headphones or something like that. So, and the, it's
1: infinitely more portable than your desktop PC.
2: Right, yeah. Maybe you could say uh, the game is portable is more portable based on how much you can, um, gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? What do you call it? When you have, Oh, how much you can compromise in the experience compared to say like a console, a living room console experience or a desktop PC experience, how much you can compromise that in order to play it, not in your house. So a good way to put it
0: is a, Video gaming experience that can be played or experienced without having to be, you know, at home or at your home or connected to a uh, battery powered, not battery powered, an outlet at some place, right?
2: Well, I don't think you have to specify outlet
0: because, well, I think that's the best way to think of portable or more mobile is that you don't have to be next to an outlet to play it yeah. like it doesn't have to get plugged into, no wires you know no wires. But it can essentially i would, I would say that battery. if you
2: can if you can bring your laptop or ipad or something to a coffee shop and plug it in there and play i still think you're being portable well then it's just pretty much i all agree that it's less portable because you can't what then every
1: game is portable if it's on steam i think the differentiator yeah. is that those don't require you to plug them into play
2: yeah every game is portable because the platforms are portable But we're talking about the gaming experience itself. Is the game still good in a portable setting? Not can the game be played? Because pretty much any game can be played anywhere at this point. Well, I I think
0: that... I personally think we need to specify more and say that non-laptop or console game-based systems that, you know, like non-laptop or computer games, PC, Direct, um,
2: Uh. or... I don't think we need to specify. Home-based I think portability concept. has 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 uh, variations and shades. So, like, let me let me give you an example. All right, um, I just play. I just finished playing Black Mesa on PC, and I played with a mouse and keyboard, and it was great. I had it on. I had it at high frame rate. Nice big monitor in front of me. Really cool. Uh, that game. I would not, I could, I could play it on my laptop. Well, I don't know how well it would run on my laptop. I guess that's part of the problem, actually. I could play it on my laptop, but because my laptop is not as powerful as my PC, it wouldn't perform as well. Because my laptop is the small, the screen is smaller than my monitor. It wouldn't look as good because I'd be playing with a touchpad or like, you know, at best, a plug in mouse. It wouldn't control as well. Like you said, it's like the game wouldn't be as fun and every game has to go through those compromises, but some games would still be okay. Like there are other games I would play like that because those compromises don't mean as much. So it's more portable.
1: For me, I think like the connotation usually when somebody is talking about, and maybe this is on the console side, but portability is usually like synonymous or a portable gaming experience is usually synonymous with like handheld you know so i think a laptop would fall out of that and i think that's also the reason why like a a steam deck was made even though laptops do exist is because there's still that gap between a laptop which you know is portable but isn't a handheld experience like a steam deck is
2: i fully agree except i would just say that the handheld experience is a better. It's like it's just more portable than something like a laptop, and because it's more portable, it has more compromises. Or, I mean, with the Steam Deck, maybe it has fewer compromises. The Steam Deck might be more powerful than my laptop, <laughs> so it, might, it be. might be better to play on a Steam Deck. So, They're pretty big so from what can I Can we hear.
0: specify this conversation? Because to me, <laughs> like th- this is where I mean. I'm open the Pandora's box, but to me this conversation becomes somewhat moot because I'm like, hey, if I have a portable generator and I have, you know, a TV with me, then everything's portable. You know, I can go glamping
2: and I can play my yeah, PS Five. But and those are, those are compromises. That's, That's what I'm saying. I mean, there's, there's everything is shades. If you got to bring all that in? stuff. You got to bring all that stuff with you. Well, if you got to do all that to enjoy your game, I say your game suffers from not being as portable. I mean, to you. But if I have a, a giant, you know,
0: H3 Hummer that's decked out by Exhibit, everything, you know what I'm saying? Like,
2: I <laughs> heard you like generators.
1: You know, I heard okay. you like generators. So generator. Okay,
2: let's say this. Whatever, let's let's say, what are the games that you think perform or as, what are the games that you think are either as fun or even more fun in their not portable setting, you know, playing on your console, playing on your computer? compared to a portable setting, whatever that means to you. So if that means on a handheld, if that means in a laptop, like what are the games that you think squeeze into a more compromising portable position best? I feel like that's pretty well defined question. Can you answer it first? I asked the question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's I, I would love for you to answer this question because to me I'm just like all of them. (laughs) <laughs> to me, if we're saying handheld, that's a whole different conversation. Let's say handheld. Fine. If that's if that's what it takes. Okay. So, yeah, that means no console, home consoles or PCs. Okay. Yeah. Or PC-based games. Um, and, and, Steam Deck still and what, exists. And what was so your question P- one more time?
2: <laughs> what games do you... What games would you say are your favorite games to play portably compared to not portably. What, which one, which games are like the most accessible in a portable form factor? How's that? A okay. game
1: type or
2: specific? no? F- specific so what game do I okay. enjoy
0: the most? On, yeah. on a handheld device.
2: If I told you that you ha- that we we're going to be on a ten hour airplane ride, what mm. games do you expect you're going to play on that airplane ride? So, I, I'm
0: going to ask this question uh and it'll probably open up other things but i think for me handheld gaming um in general uh the portable portion of it um to me varies on the circumstance heavily like if i'm gonna travel i honestly don't like playing games that take a lot of thought or consideration so i'm gonna probably play like small games like mobile games oh you know fill the tubes with the same color sand or something or i'm gonna play oh, wow. some type Super of simple. like
1: word like low intensity games yeah
0: word puzzle game like cody cross or you know sudoku something that just kind of like keeps my mind active but it's low uh, i don't want say low effort but low commitment so when the plane i need to move on the plane or if you know, oh, the gate changed, or I want something that I can just pick up and play. You only have to pay half attention to. Yeah. And then also, <clears throat> when I'm on planes, it's always a back and forth between if I'm going to be awake, you know? Like, sure. Um, <laughs> that's a fair Let's point. Let's assume um, you're awake. Um, you know, <laughs> <to> this question. <laughs> you know, and, and, and for me, I, tra- I used to travel a lot when I worked at IBM from a contract sure. consulting standpoint. And now when I travel, is for work. And if I'm traveling for leisure, it's normally with other people. So I tend to, you know, talk with them or sleep or if it's a long distance, watch the movie on the plane. So if I'm traveling like that, it's it's going to be something. Yeah, if it's traveling, I'm going to pick really simple, simple games.
2: Cool. OK, yeah. so nothing in particular, simple. but simple games.
1: I used to travel like with, you know, my handheld console choice, whether it be my DS or even lately my Switch. But I actually did bring, soon after I got my Switch, I went on a plane um, to Hawaii and I brought it. And I don't know, something about the Switch just handheld at home even, it just gives me a headache looking at that screen. And uh, I brought it on the plane to think, you know, just just to try it out. And I was playing um, Baba Is You. Which is a very uh-huh. low intensity game.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, the colors are really vibrant. It, it. I like to find a game when I'm traveling that is some something that feels like in the same vein as turn based, to where every time I make a move, the game effectively pauses, so that if it fills what Brad was talking about a second ago, where if something happens where my attention needs to be taken away, which happens a lot, I guess ish, like when somebody's coming down the aisle with the cart or something, and mm-hmm. um. And so I wasn't playing anything like Breath of the Wild where, you know, getting stuck in fights or something jump out at me. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I've transitioned away from using my Switch because of the headaches to more, yeah. I I got to this habit to where when I know a trip is coming up, I'll delete a bunch of apps off my phone and go to the App Store and download like half a dozen random apps and not, not open them past the menu <laughs> until I get you on just the plane. Ex-
2: you just explore them on the plane. Yeah, it's pretty fun.
1: Come what may. Yeah, and, uh, and, most of them are usually trash. And and I, I want to say this is super
0: random, but I figured out that there's some of these really low intensity games are actually better experiences on airplanes because I'm forced to use airplane mode. And some of the games oh. fundamentally, <laughs> Ad- no ads <laughs> with airplane mode. And really, so yeah, there's a game yeah. that I'll never play unless I'm on an airplane because the ads are so egregious. That, They're aggressive, the, man. The game is so unplayable, but it's such a joy on a plane. It's so true.
1: Voodoo's games. Cause some of their some Who? of their games are they kind of scratch the same itch as like uh, Mario Party minigames. So you can get a good okay. like 10 minutes of fun out of them on a plane, where it'd be stretched to over
2: an hour because you have to wait between ads at home. So uh not to not to mess up your vibe and you know your your game schedule, but if games if the things that you're doing on your phone are like untenable because of the ads, might I suggest installing AdGuard? Uh, especially if you have an Android phone. I doubt that it works for iPhones, of course. But huge. Anyway, totally unrelated to the topic at hand, but not huge sponsored. Bone, not sponsored. I don't. I don't even think it's paid. So like they don't get anything. By you downloading it, but actually, there probably is like an unlock, an unlocked version. But uh, I do a lot of Duolingo with my wife, and she's always complaining about the ads. And I just forgot they had ads because AdGuard.
0: Really? Duolingo. I've been using it recently. Uh, doing Japan's Nihon? Japan's doing Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta learn some Japan. I'm learning me some Japans. um Nihongo and <laughs> And yeah, the ads are. To me personally, they're not that egregious. They're like, they're actually pretty reasonable, especially since I'm not paying any yeah, money. Reasonable. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's how you got to make your money. Like, I'm not mad.
2: Like, you know, so anyway. Yeah, I doubt they're as egregious as those games you're playing, but I assume that the solution to one will also work. Um, okay, so you guys play mobile games. That's really interesting. I don't play mobile games. I always bring my Switch on like planes or something. Um, but I do agree that I try to play games where reaction time is not a factor. So, like, in Pokemon, oh, well, I think I was just going through my head thinking of the games I own. Pokemon would probably be good as an airplane game Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: it doesn't look good anyway, so it's fine that it's a small (laughs) screen. It doesn't have fancy controls or anything going on, really, uh, like, complex mechanics, uh, well, complex, like, Reaction time, combat, or anything like that—it's all turn-based. I think Baba you would be great. It was very good. Um, yeah, I think any game. I, I mentioned the I mentioned graphics. I do think that graphics are a big thing for me. And if a game is supposed to be like an experience, that I want it to be that, and I want to have like, I want it to be on a big screen. And specific to airplanes, I want to be able to hear it well without engine drones in the background but there are some games that i have that you know they have charming graphics i don't think they look bad except pokemon but uh i also wouldn't care that much if they were shrunk down on the small screen or maybe if i couldn't hear the music so good so things like katana zero which is not a slow game it's a very much like action game but i still enjoy it uh on on handheld mode um i don't bring laptops i mentioned laptops a lot in my explanation but i don't really game on my laptop i don't think the compromises are ever worth it for pc games
1: Ooh, i have brought my laptop to do game development on a plane before that's pretty sure good.
2: that's yeah yeah so i guess you're playing your game while you're developing it yeah hmm.
0: yeah i'd I say the switch you know i have a switch and i think i've tried to play the switch once on a plane and i was like nah i'm good the only way that I play a Switch when portably um, is when I'm, like, at a location. Like, if I'm in a hotel, like, for example, I travel for work. And, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I call the wifey. Hey, how you doing today? And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to, you know, call it a night and chill out. Then I'll pull out my Switch and play, like, some Stardew or something like that. Like, but mm-hmm. it's, like, when I'm sitting in my hotel room and I don't want to watch the random TV shows they have, right? Like... That's normally when my Switch comes out, you know? Um, or if I'm at my sister or my parents or whoever, like, yeah. I'll pull my Switch out as we're chilling and watching TV. Um, but f- f- interestingly enough, I don't really play my Switch at home unless me and the wifey are going to play a game together on the Switch. Um, mm-hmm. Or if I'm unless I'm playing uh, Pokemon Unite. <laughs> yeah. Hey. So never... Um, so, so to me, I feel like portable, like, I think if the form factor was smaller, I might play them more often, but I think really you you want a smaller switch. Yeah. Like I really, I mean, I was a kid, so it's not, I don't, it's hard to compare to me being an adult now, but I think I always enjoyed the, the put it in my pocket, pull it out my pocket, you know? the Game yeah. Boy, the even the uh, the advanced I could still put in my pocket, you know, and pull it out. But once it got the switch just is a little bit too big for me and cumbersome and I gotta pull it out and you know like, oh now I gotta balance it and I gotta put my elbows on a thing and or otherwise I gotta like find an angle. I just want something that there's you know, my phone I can just hold, you know? I could even lay yeah. my phone phone on any surface, you know, um, and tap it. But uh, yeah, I, I just feel like when I play my Switch, and if I had a Steam Deck, you know, I've I've held it before. It would have to be in a very like I have to get comfortable, sit down, and be ready,
1: you know. So yeah. it's That's about true. as cumbersome as a laptop in a lot of ways.
2: What's the Switch or the Steam Deck?
1: I would say both. Just like I guess uh-huh. those the bigger handhelds, because I mean, at least for my Switch, I have a I have a whole case for it, and then I. Like Brad was saying, it's not a. It's definitely not a pocket device. So, like, it feels like in the same realm, I guess, as an iPad. Just because it's, it's got that larger screen. It is heavier. So it's it's almost as inconvenient. If if you're, I mean, unless you just really, you know, a, a, a comparative to like a Game Boy, for sure.
2: That's a good point. I'm thinking about it, and like, every time I play my Switch, I have to settle somewhere. Like, I'll play it on the airplane. But, you know, there is the whole process. I unpack, I open my bag, I pull out the case, open the case, find a place to put the case, you know, in my lap or, uh, you know, off to the side somewhere where it's not going to like fall off a chair and get lost. Um, plug in my, pull out my earbuds, plug them in so I can hear what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it's a whole thing. And I can't just slip it in my pocket when it's time to board or something. I have to like, pack it all up and put it back in my bag
0: yeah and and, you know just you just reminded me of something i didn't didn't think about this but i think this is innate to even how i process portable gaming or um you know handheld gaming is that i you kind of mentioned that idea of like hey um if you're doing a portable experience like say i did bring my you know uh my ps5 out into the wilderness to go glamping right um There'd be a compromised experience, right? In some capacity, right? Uh, yeah. Maybe I can't bring an eighty-five inch. I don't have an eighty-five inch TV, but I can't bring a big sure old you TV. Don't. You know, have to
2: be smaller. Imagine, imagine playing a Switch game on an eighty-five inch TV in the wilderness. You can like see, you can see every pixel from across <laughs> the rearing. <the> <laughs> it would look. I mean, I mean <laughs> it would be terrible.
0: You know, PS Five or whatever. But the thing yeah, that yeah, the I Switch imagine. brings to the table is, though it's not the fidelity of a ps5 it still brings some pretty decent graphics in a handheld capacity similar with the steam deck probably to the next level right depending Um, on the game yeah but i think what's interesting about that is that these systems are not ruggedized and in like true like i felt super comfortable bringing my game boy advance everywhere like it didn't matter what was happening You know, I could be on a roller coaster. Well, I didn't put it in my pocket in a roller coaster, but I would feel comfortable even there. You know, I felt, you know, oh, we're going to the water park. Let me throw it in the bag. You know, like I felt really good about how and where and when, why I would operate with it, you know, because it was semi ruggedized, semi, you know, not waterproof. Um, These systems just feel fragile. Like I think about, I'm like,
2: oh my goodness, I don't want to drop my switch
0: ever, you know, ever. Ever like
2: yeah, and yeah. That's uh, and I was saying earlier, like I had to put it in the case and take it out of the case every time I handle it because I can't just put it it in the bag.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I feel like that's to me like even my PSP. I had a PSP. I liked it a lot. I think it was more ruggedized than the Switch, but it was like the the furthest I felt comfortable going, taking it everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. it was small enough form factor that I and I had a little case that was real simple. I could put it in my pocket, it would be a giant bulge, but I could pull it out anywhere and I felt pretty comfortable, but at the same time, I always feared dropping it, but yeah, nowadays, I'm like, I'm
1: definitely not bringing my Switch anywhere where there's any fear. And the issue of durability has kind of plagued even the phones, too, because I remember we used to make the jokes about Nokias, and like, there was a, what was it, the engage or something there was a phone that was trying to be a, a oh yo, console. Engage, yeah console yeah even point. that thing was more durable like yeah you could throw those things drop them get them wet and and yeah like even if you're doing i mean we have nicer screens now sure on the iphones and the androids but at what cost
2: <laughs> i think phones are pretty rugged i think especially if you put a pretty basic case yeah, on it i think there's my phone always
1: cracks immediately oh really really yes it hadn't happened until recently. I feel like I feel like maybe I'm getting less careful. I don't know.
2: Yeah, you're becoming clumsier with age. Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I've cracked <laughs> maybe. a
0: phone since. Who Who knows? Once I Once I started getting Otterboxes... Boxes, like oh, okay, I don't have
1: an Otterbox. Box.
0: Yeah, Otterboxes Boxes are like the best thing ever. Like every phone I get, the first time I buy it, I always buy my phone full out. You know, straight mm-hmm. cash, and then <laughs> I buy an outer Box same time. And then, basically, I keep the same phone for, like, three, four years, five years, um, or until it, like, literally dies. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so, I you know, but I feel like phones are, like you said, Steve, are closer to the ruggedized because you have an option. But you don't get a ruggedized Switch, really, can you?
1: Yeah, I, I was mean, gonna, so, in the same uh, way, you can ahead, get, like, a protective ahead. case.
2: Yeah. Although the case would probably interfere with putting the Joy-Cons on and off. Yeah. Which is what I was about to say. So I, I have two pairs of Joy-Con. One is the pair that came with my Switch, and one is a pair that I got from IBM. <laughs> hey, I don't voice. know why IBM keeps coming up in this episode. <laughs> Just got some um, smoke with IBM. But I got some, like, it got some inner, you know, they have the, they have their uh, their employee point system, and I had some points, and I spent it on their store. And I got some Joy-Cons. So the issue is when you put the Joy-Cons on the, on the Switch they have like a little plastic thing that clicks into place and keeps them from flying off again. Both of the old joy cons, the the ones that came with the system the the OGs uh, that switch is broken. And so, or that little indicate that little plastic bit has either worn off or broken off with time. And so my joy cons with very little force will come off the switch. So I feel like I can't put them anywhere because like in a bag, Because whatever pressure moving around in the bag would make them come off, um, which might not be the end of the world, but in some situations might be really bad. On the same token, I don't want to use my new Joy-Cons and put them in the bag with a Switch because (laughs) I'm afraid that the stresses and forces will cause those little plastic nubs to wear down faster. They'll meet the same fate. They'll meet the same fate. So I'm like, what can I do? Um, Some, I was going to say this earlier, some might argue that the answer to your problem, Bradston, is uh, the Switch Lite, which is a one piece unit It's for kids. It's more rugged. Um, I will not argue that because I think the Switch Lite is stupid, Um, (laughs) but but it does meet that one criteria of being a little more rugged.
1: It is. It's more durable. It feels like it feels more like a Game Boy Advance. Yeah. That's both in that it feels cheaper and it is lighter.
2: Yeah, um, but there's yeah, there's idea. significant. Com- Speaking of compromises, that that comes with significant compromises. I don't think anyone. It, should if buy I could that. fold
0: my switch in half, like one of those new folding. Oh, things. you can. <laughs> yes, you can. You can fold pretty much <laughs> anything. You can fold people in half. <laughs> ask you, you. can fold it. Ask you Hama. He's all about that. But what I would say is, like, if I could fold my switch in half, like, so I could close the screen on the screen. You know, like a, you've seen those phones, right? The yeah, Flex. yeah so the, the 3DS computer. did that. Yeah. Samsung phones. Yeah, the 3DS. Similar. I feel like I feel so much more comfortable with it. Just knowing that, okay, cool. The screen is protected. And then you mentioned Steve, the controllers. Which is a whole nother delicate process of I don't want to be smashing the nubs and then all of a sudden cause a drift. drift, or drift, and dust drift in in, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. you have this, you know, it's it's just too yeah. much work sometimes so yeah i'll always bring it with me when i travel but yeah i'm always probably gonna play my my phone if i'm gonna play a game
2: okay yeah okay personally i can't abide a phone phone games i mean you don't have an i probably let me rephrase that i probably could get it i probably could learn to enjoy you know some sudoku or something or some filling tubes with sand games i just because I have the hardware I want to enjoy it I want to play games on my switch when I have time um but as I just admitted at least part of that is just because I have it and there's some compulsion there to to use it to fulfill Mm -hmm. yeah all right so we talked about we talked about portability and like the in the the sense of like compromises to uh to the gaming experience but there was something else that i think is really important that makes a game more portable and that is like the way that games are designed with session length in mind mm. you get know what i mean mm-hmm. so like nintendo did this did this pretty well at the beginning of the switch's life cycle uh life cycle where a lot of the games that came out Felt like they could probably be played easily in small chunks, and like you just—you don't even have to pause the game. You can just put it in standby, and carefully, you know. Well, I'll say put it in your pocket for the sake of argument, but we know that's not what's happening. Whereas other games are maybe less uh, amenable to that and demand more attention for longer periods of time. Do you guys have any? examples or anything in mind that meets that
1: yeah i I definitely think that's a cornerstone of like handheld games to be yeah to be digestible in those chunks i think that's why mobile games usually do so well too just because most of them have a very quick uh, gameplay loop that you can pick up really quick Uh, i haven't actually played so when you say the switch games that later switch games that haven't really uh adhered to that standard which ones are you referring to
2: um i didn't say that i said that the <laughs> i guess i implied that i'm sorry um i don't know if i can think of any games that are like oh i could never play this mobile i just know that they were that there were a lot of games that felt good at the mm. beginning um not that there aren't games that feel good now oh, okay i just i just stopped paying attention at some point as what well, is <laughs> what i meant to communicate
0: interestingly enough, like to me i feel like the mobile game like let's take the switch the games that work well on the switch are one i think it's because of there's some technical limitations right so the game itself ha- can't be as involved as a ps5 game so i think the commitment level to any particular experience on the switch seems to be a little bit lower than what i would experience on a ps5 or xbox or, by necessity you know, just by necessity and, okay. and I think that's actually why I really liked my 3DS back in the day. Because I felt like the games just simply had to be more simple. And because they had to be more simple, the game design was a lot more clear. Innovative. Um, yeah, like approachable. And, and I think that some of the games that I don't really vibe with the most on my Switch are the games that are a little bit deeper. But I think one thing that gaming systems have now that they didn't have in the past is the ability to basically like just press the power button and your state is pretty much it's not a true save state but it's like
1: yeah you know the standby standby mode. right yeah. when i come as long back as the battery doesn't die it might as well be paused
0: yeah right and and to me that's been the game changer for me in in enjoying the experiences with uh mobile games because I know that, like, oh, cool, I'm playing, and then the wife goes, hey, we're about to have dinner. Cool, I can just press the power button. And oops, I didn't play for three weeks. I came back, and I'm literally in the same point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I that is important. That is important. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's pretty common these days. Obviously, phones have had that for a long time. But, I mean, didn't Game Boys allow that for... At least the last two no. Like haven't three D dss allowed that?
1: a uh, three dss did, yeah. Three ds
2: yeah, you could But I once, it, but the if, original
1: you, DS did too. Yeah. Huh?
0: The problem the problem with those was that like if your power died. Yeah, like, the battery
1: life wasn't didn't really oh, you know, the battery make life it worth it. It yet. wasn't as reliable or, okay. like a
0: switch. My switch has died, but like oh I can't turn it on, but I wasn't concerned about my game. Like it still preserves the state, you know? Which yeah is, even when it dies that's yeah, true
2: yeah wait does it i don't think so Oh, it sure does i it my does. switch
0: dies all the time mine too I usually- <laughs> It usually
2: dies and then when you turn it on when you charge it and boot it and open the game it's still right where you left mm-hmm. it
1: yep mario kart is always because mario kart is usually the last game i play where i just power it down put it in standby and then forget and unplug it like a week later yeah, and then I turn it back on to play Mario Kart, and it's still in that same menu where yep. I was about to pick another Grand Prix.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't believe you. Like I, I don't Try know it. what to say. I, I never had that. Every time the my Switch turns off, it's as if I close the game out.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, hundred percent can confirm that this is also true because I don't play my Switch very often, and there are literally. Months where I don't have it plugged in, and it'll be yeah. just dead. Like just straight up, I press yeah. the button, the little symbol comes up, it's dead or doesn't do yeah. anything. And then I come back, and I play a lot of strategy games. And sometimes I stop in the middle of a fight, and I'm like, Ooh, "Oh, so you
1: would definitely know, you know."
0: <laughs> so I come back in, and I'm in the middle of a, you know, of a battle. You're still in the middle of a battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I assume there's a point where the battery might die to a point where like your Bat it's dead dead but i i wonder how long that would take that's a
2: that's a whole other question like you know i don't even know if i've ever tested this i think i just assumed that what i'm describing is the correct is the actual behavior but maybe it's not maybe i was just always very careful and closed my games out when i wasn't playing yeah i pretty much I never closed my games
1: that. ever Sick. I'm gonna.
2: I gotta test it. Where's my switch? <laughs> He's gonna do
1: it now, live on. <laughs> no, I don't know how you'd have to drain the battery. How could you even drain it?
2: I would. Yeah, I'll have to. But I'll have to purposefully let it drain. Yeah, just start a game. Put it in the middle of a session. Any
0: any moment in the game, then turn the power off and just let it die. It'll be fine.
1: Open an arena.
0: <laughs> now I think a network game, you're done. But yeah,
1: but kill. A, a the, well, I meant no, to no, kill no, the definitely, battery, definitely but then you wouldn't be game. able to. You'd have to. Jump out right right as your battery died to a different game. Or I guess to a solo match.
2: Alright. I'll I'll test this out and I'll get back to everybody on our findings. Uh that's I mean, hey, if that's what's going on, then the Switch is a better performer than I thought it was because I just assumed that if your battery died you were donezo. No, they they're very,
1: very graceful for this. Nintendo man, they, they got that they got the handheld game on lock. Yeah.
2: I don't great. even know how they're doing that. They would have to be saving like the ram like basically hibernate. That's what that is. It's hibernating. Mm-hmm. But that would imply that they have storage on hand to to like save the ram state. But the game the, the switch is famously short on storage.
0: Well, my my assumption is that whenever the battery is low, it's not actually low. It's like like the true battery gauge is like 120% to 20 percent and then once it hits 20 percent it goes into like what do you call it battery performance mode or whatever and it just shuts down all networking all import other things other than just completely keeping the state it as it is
2: yeah but i mean if you're seeing a boot menu they're either lying or it's booting from a cold boot
0: i don't even know what a boot menu looks like other than the
2: if you see the Nintendo symbol when you when you push the power button that's well that's the thing that when it's, dead, when, the, you don't. when the
0: battery dies you don't go to like you don't see it like the first time you turn it on it just comes to that screen where it says press a button and you press tap a button 3 times to start your experience yeah.
1: like after it's plugged in for like 5 minutes
0: yeah huh that's what I'm saying. I don't know what it would like. I assume if it literally right.
2: died. I'll look into this. I'm going to look into this. Uh, okay. I, I We're totally off track. Um, we're, t- <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about, about game mechanics that lend themselves to portability. We were talking about interruptions. <coughs> right? Was there anything else that you guys think are taking... Maybe a specific game that you've found that takes interruptions well. Hmm.
0: See, I feel like I just have a very different experience than when I was a kid versus now. Like Sure. When I was a kid, I was playing Pokemon and I was playing Advanced Wars and I was playing you know Aladdin and stuff like that. And for example, Aladdin wasn't very forgiving. Like if you died, you no. start all the way over. But I would play them for 30 minutes to an hour at a time. And it was low commitment, but like high skill. Pokemon, I just saved. You know, save, so save points for pretty much everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, And then, like, any other game, Advanced Wars, the sessions were, like, 15 to 20 minutes unless you were in a, like, maybe 5 to 10 unless you were in a really intense battle. So, to me, I just feel like, we were talking before, any mechanic that's digestible, like, I think, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. know
2: if there's a particular mechanic that's best for, for mobile. I mean, uh, for mobile. I think that. I think there are. I think, I think that you know. You mentioned advanced wars. I don't really know what the gameplay in that game looks like, actually. But, you know, if there's some sort of, uh, it's a tactical. The way game, I th- the it? way I think of it is like you know when I was a kid, my mom would come in and be like, "Get off the game," and I'd be like, "Mom, let me get to a stopping point," and usually. You know, that's an emergency. So a stopping point becomes the first chance I get to save, right? So she doesn't kick me off. But, you know, in an ideal scenario, a stopping point, like, all right, let me stop playing and like focus on something else. Like I'm, I'm satisfied with my play session. A stopping point would be, you know, after I finish some goal or there's like a, the pacing changes, there's like a lull in the, and, you know, maybe if, if there was like a high stakes scenario, maybe when that scenario ends in the story, right? Like something that feels good, like the end of an episode, Mm -hmm. some games, I feel like that happens a lot. Like there's not really a point where it would feel bad to stop playing. You're just like, Oh, I just, you know, I'll just save now and quit. No big deal. Yeah. Or, or I won't save. I'll just put it in standby mode and quit and come back later. Regardless.
1: Yeah, I definitely um, agree with, I think it does feel better to have something come to some sort of conclusion because then it doesn't feel like you wasted your time that, and you just kind of like, it It leaves me on edge when I get distracted on a game where I know I'm working towards something specific, Yeah, not really close to it, I just know that that's, especially if I was going to plan to stop there anyway, but then it's like, now I got to go off and do something in this next 15 minutes where I was going to stop anyway type of thing. So I definitely feel that
0: so so have either of y'all played a uh, portable gaming system that's not a Nintendo system not including your phone mm-hmm so uh, yeah so you've had what what systems have you had Kyle?
1: I didn't own them, but I've played PSP pretty good bit and
0: so did you do you ever have them for an extended period of time like a month or two? Like, where you got to play it solely? Like, not just playing a friend for a few? No. Nah.
1: How about you, Steven? Never owned a PSP.
2: No, I don't think so. I would say maybe my laptop. But I didn't usually play my laptop, quote unquote, portably. I would play it plugged in, you know, at my house or something. Okay. Do those uh,
1: those crappy dollar store
0: handhelds count? <laughs> <laughs> those, like, one in a hundred game kind of situation. Yeah. Right? Uh, I guess technically, you know. Um, I had tons of those growing up those definitely are like short session games. Um, the reason I ask is because as we were talking, I realized, Oh, you know, I think there is this, there's a thing that my experience is a little bit different because Nintendo basically owns this field, right? Like they are the standard and Mm -hmm. essentially what Nintendo does is basically what everybody else does. Um, but I've owned a PSP. Like, that's what I had for I had it for a very long time, um, and uh, I, I've played. I, I've uh, a friend has let me borrow their like uh, what do you call it? Uh, Game Gear for a little bit. But oh, um, I wouldn't say that I feel very comfortable about the experience about the Game Gear to speak on it. But I, I've played it, you know, uh, enough, a decent kind of like you to- um, But I will say like the PSP experience versus like the Nintendo experience is very different, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Because I think what the PSP struggled with is that they didn't have the Nintendo formula, where basically all Nintendo games are kind of built to be digestible. But, like, they're putting on their, like, Last of Us, you know?
1: Yeah, they treated the PSP like it was a PS2. Like, it had... All the at least some of the Grand Theft Autos. I don't know if all of them, and then Jack and Daxter had some games on there. Um, Ratchet and Clank, I think, had like pretty much every game that was getting a major console release. Either it was on the PSP too, or they had like some sort of spinoff that was arguably as decent, but on the PSP graphic graphically, even the 3DS couldn't hold a candle next to the PSP. Yeah, in, my opinion.
0: in the in the games were very. In depth, but it was still a good experience. It was just mm-hmm. you had to go into it a little bit differently than if I was going to play my 3DS, you know? Yeah. So to me, that's why I was saying before like, I feel like any game could be mobile because the PSP kind of taught me, yeah, I could play a full. It's not as good of an experience as playing on my TV, but I still. Really enjoyed it, you know. If it was Guitar Room Man, which I've talked about, if it was, um, uh, what's it called? Siphon Filter, if it was, uh, some of the Final Fantasy games, if it was, uh, there's some metal Those Gear actually games, actually do really
1: well on mobile,
0: you know. So I don't know, I enjoyed them. They were pretty intense games, like I, I felt like I was playing, but it was, but I did play it differently. I would. Yeah. carve out my time differently when i was playing on my PSP. you know
2: so it wouldn't be something you would just play oh i have a few minutes on the train kind of thing
0: uh maybe maybe with some games like uh loco sure. roco or Patapon. oh yeah but i see guitar man or or if i was playing like uh i had uh what's the game where you crash cars into each other and then they like Uh, Flat out, out, Twisted Metal Burnout I played Burnout so some of the games really worked with that but if I was going to play like Siphon Filter or Metal Gear or this other game that was like this tank game I'd probably set out time so it was just different you know because the Switch games I just feel like they're all like that they're all like Roco and Patapon to me
1: but like there's just a different catalog you know and the PSP was really good about standby mode too you could keep that thing on standby forever with even with those graphically intense games. It was a it was an impressive handheld, yeah. man. It was too impressive. That it was it was too ahead of its time. It really was. How much did those things cost?
0: Ooh, I don't know. I mean, I probably mm-hmm. my PSP originally, I bought it in high school working at a amusement park, so it probably was
1: $200. Cuz it
0: took me a while to, That's sa- not to save up the money. That's, well, I guess it was worth it. That's back when then. I was getting paid what 5.25 an hour.
1: And like you can yeah. get a switch for 200 now, can't you?
2: 250 for the the non-OLED switch. Yeah, so that was expensive. That was really
0: expensive. Like $200, yeah. it took me basically yeah. uh gosh, I don't know how it took me a really long time, but I worked a lot of hours. Like child labor laws did not matter. Um Mm-mm. and that was the first thing I bought with my Summer, money working at Stone Mountain Park.
1: <laughs> I remember those days, man. Even though, like even still, like when you get your first job, though, it's still kind of nice. Like getting a check for seventy-two dollars after working for two weeks still yo. felt really good.
0: Yo, it felt, oh, yeah. especially when we weren't paying no bills. It felt like right, mm-hmm. free money. Let's go, baby. You know? <laughs> now I'm like, yo, I, I
2: can finally pay my mom for the food she gave me last. For week. I don't know. I'm like now, I'm like, I don't know how people survive. Like I don't either. Bruh, I I saw this clip. It's been going around. This girl complaining about uh she's like, Me and my husband make a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. That should be plenty. Why are we living paycheck to paycheck? And she's complaining about food, uh food prices having gone up. Mm. She's like, I was at the store and we spent seventy dollars just on essentials. And everyone's just roasting her because it's like, what else are you like seventy dollars for food doesn't cover Right, $120,000 a yearly (laughs) paycheck.
0: That's a person who does not have a budget or doesn't realize that most people don't (laughs) like the oh I spent $70 on this. Bro when I was super broke I could buy 18 weeks of food for $70 because I I was getting dollar only stuff. Right. I wasn't getting what I wanted. I was getting
2: what I needed. You know. Yeah. I mean, that was her point where she was like, you know, how can I, how, how can people who make less than us expect to, to live? You know, she, it was, it was a nice point, but it really just illustrated their lack of, of, uh, I guess, spending control. Yeah. A little bit of privilege in there, but Hey, that's what it yeah.
1: is. Yeah. I'm him though. Hey, make you a hundred K. I'll put it on the internet though. I don't see why people be, people just put too much of their personal information on the internet in general. In my opinion, that's gonna be my hot take. I mean, I I think you're right on. I, I'm, I'm.
2: That's a lukewarm. I take, take that hot <laughs> take. I take
0: it with you. I've watched some videos where they they interview women who are like in college, uh, girls, women, and ask them like, "What do you? What's the average? What do you? What's the minimum you'll expect from your mate? You know, like salary? Uh two hundred and fifty thousand. Five hundred thousand? I think that's average. And you're, and, I think that's average. And like you're like, I don't know what. May, maybe,
2: <laughs> yeah. If Elon Musk is, in you the, know, the average is pretty. They tell high. them the
0: average is like what forty to sixty. You know, uh, for a, a male, a male in their like late twenties, early thirties, they're like, no, those are all no. That that's not true. And I'm like, I don't know. Clearly, you like they're clearly interviewing people who've never had any difficulty in their life so never had a job exactly and and i'm like yeah this might be an unfair Mm -hmm. you know description of what women of their age you know go somewhere else maybe because all them girls look like they was doing well you know
2: like they Mm -hmm.
0: never paid for nothing in their life or they did but like
2: (laughs) you know their family is just really well off and they just assumed oh we're average which I think a lot of people tend to do is you just assume that your experience is close to average. Well, when Unless I say they've out, never paid yeah.
0: for anything, I mean they've never worked to get the money. Right. To yeah, pay yeah, for yeah. Anything.
2: That's yeah. probably yeah. Anyway. You had an expensive PSP, you had a carve out time. I feel that. That that gets back to something we talked about previously. We we're talking about how like as adults we don't play a lot of games where you hit that involve carving out time we play all these little games that are like all right yeah let's get let's hop on fortnite for 40 minutes and jump out after and there's like no commitment although even that's more than the more commitment that i could muster for a portable experience i think
0: i mean to be super real back in the day i used to not be the driver so i could play a lot more of my game boy you know i was in the back seat like you were saying seat nowadays yeah The last time I was in the backseat of a car, bro,
1: I don't even know. Honestly, yeah, even when I ride with my parents these days, they got me driving. I'm driving. Yep. I'm driving my folks.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. I mentioned airplanes a few times because that's really the only time that I'm transiting that I can play a game. Usually I'm driving. uh, I don't take trains or buses in Atlanta. So, you know. Which I don't mind
1: it. I, I I like to drive but it does it does highlight a point though that that opportunity's
2: yeah. the opportunity's gone now. <laughs> yeah. I remember playing Pokemon by the light of passing street lights yeah. on my Game Boy Color.
0: That's telling your age right there.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> That's telling your age.
2: I have a
1: actually have a really like a pretty good story about my Game Boy Color. Um Is and- it I think so it's kind of wholesome in my opinion <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell it anyway and you you decide so when I was right. probably like around mm, 10 um m- my family drove to like new I think it was New Orleans to go to Texas no it wasn't Texas roadhouse it was outback steakhouse with some family that lived out there and man when I tell you I had the most killer game boy setup so I had this like black rectangular bag with the strap on it and then you, it had a zipper, and when you opened Wait. it, it had all these compartments, so you can put your games in the stack, and they had little cases for them. You could Dude. put your Game Boy in there.
2: I think I had that case. I yeah. think I had that that
1: bag. And it was like big enough to where if you had the uh, the thing you clip on the back to give it the wings, to where you can you can grip it easier. Yeah, it had that. I had it had the light attachment to it, the one with the magnifying glass, not just the light, not not just the book light. The one that yes,
2: kid. the flip out. Oh, you was one glass. of those kids. Oh, yeah, bro, we had
1: I the wanted straight
0: to rob game you guys. so hard when I was in school. <laughs> like, nah, I had friends on the bus up. who had. it. I'd be like, hey, can I borrow it for a little bit? I just want to play. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro, talk. It'll change your life, man. Thought I was something because I had it, but uh, I would bring that yeah. thing everywhere. And so, yeah. of course, I had it in Outback, and I was sitting in the corner. It was dark. It's always dark in Outback, especially at night. I don't know why they don't turn the mm-hmm. lights on in there. But I was okay because I had my magnifying glass. It was lit up over there.
2: It's just right. I got it's distracted the
1: they- by the food. It came out, you know. I probably got me a you know a little burger or something with the fries. And uh, we go to head out and we're heading down the road and um, just chatting with my parents. And I realized something like, hey, wait a minute. This whole time I haven't been enjoying myself in the land of Pokemon. Where's my Game Boy oh, yeah, at? So no. I start oh, rifling no. around in the back seat. My whole bag, son, was at Outback. Oh no! And we've been on a the road solid one place. Yeah, uh, thankfully. <laughs> but it was late at night, and we'd been we'd been driving probably a, a solid. I mean, I was a kid, so I don't know for oh, sure. No. But it felt like you know we were halfway home. And in, if anybody's familiar with Louisiana, we went and had dinner in New Orleans, but we lived in Slidell, so it's a good, good lord forty five minute yeah. hour drive. Yeah. And I told my parents, they were like, you sure you don't have it? Where is it? Check. We would turn on all the lights in the car, you know, while we were on the interstate being super dangerous. And I was like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see it. And I was content. I feel like I was, I was c- keeping my composure, you know, in the moment. Like, you know, we'll get it next time. And I'll figure it out. But no, man, my, my dad, he got off the next exit. And we headed back to Outback that night, man. And we went, Oh, of course. We walked in. We walked to the table we were at. And my bag wasn't there. That's when it hit me. That was like, because at that point I was thinking, you know, if we go back, even if it's tomorrow, my bag will be there, and it wasn't. And I was freaking out. Couldn't find the waitress. Eventually, though, we found her, and my stuff was all safe because I actually did pack it up before we left, but then I left it hanging on the back of the chair. Ah.
2: Absolutely. Oh, classic blunder.
1: Yeah. And so it was at the table. She was she just walking me over. She was like, "Well, I didn't grab anything from the table. I haven't even, you know, she didn't clean it off yet." And so I went to where I was sitting. And hanging on the back of the chair, oh. in between the chair and the wall, in the darkest spot of mm. Outback, was my bag,
0: safe and sound. Hey, nobody would have nobody would have stole it. It would probably been there for like three months. It probably, probably some
2: other family was there and they ate and didn't even realize. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. They see it a, a gift from the heavens. That it, that would have been somebody's Christmas gift. You know, it's funny. Like I was thinking, I was thinking from the perspective of your dad. Right, he's driving yeah he's yeah. like man you know i worked today or whatever i don't know what it was going on but it was a long trip he just ready to go right. home his little big-headed kid left <laughs> his thing at the you know <laughs> the, the restaurant and his and he's voice. like and he does and he did exactly what i would do this is how i know i'm old now it's like like did you check turn on the light check everything like flip everything. this mm. you're a little kid so uh, he probably dropped it onto his seat And I probably wouldn't even understand really what your gaming system was fully because I'm older. And then Mm -hmm. eventually once he said, I really don't have it, he probably started doing the calculation in his head. He said, man, I don't want to go back. (laughs) And he's like, how much money is in that little bag? "Mm, We got to go back. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely worth one trip. You know what? Like. I, I bought that for Christmas. I bought him this game. I bought them, Multiple Christmas. You know, it's man. like in that little bag. And the, he's like, mm. I mean, of course he did it because he loves you and you're his son. But also he did it for economic reasons. He said, I'm oh, not- Yeah, there were other reasons. Basically, you were never going to mm-hmm. get anything ever again if that thing was.
1: <laughs>
2: What's your favorite meal at Outback Steakhouse? The Blooming
1: Last- Onions. I don't. I honestly don't understand onions, like at all.
2: They have I, layers, just like ogres.
1: I don't. See, I don't want to eat ogres either. So,
2: <laughs> fair enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get. I understand like the the smell of them. They smell nice when they're with other stuff. But I don't know. I, I never feel like I miss onions when they're not a part of something that I knew had onions in it before. And then when they're there, like anything else, it's a different flavor. So I appreciate them. But then. It's like, it's a lingering smell. It's pretty intense. I don't know. And then onion rings, it's just, it's a, it's a sweaty onion inside of rocks. Rocks? Like, they're super crunchy. I what That's kind of onion very, rings have you been eating? Yeah, what
0: kind of, who's
2: making your like, onion rings? Maybe Sam. Golems? It's crunchy. It's a ring. It's, it's fried. This man doesn't eat, do you not eat crunchy food? What? Well,
1: I mean, I guess I feel like the texture is like close to like a mozzarella stick. Yeah, maybe yeah. what makes it feel maybe what what makes it feel harder is just how slimy the onion is inside.
2: I can I, can I feel will that. say the biggest downfall of onion rings is that you have to really cleanly cut mm-hmm. the onion with your teeth or you're going to pull the whole thing out and burn your chin. Burn your chin. That sounds
0: very personal and real.
2: <laughs> Am I wrong? Do you not burn your chin if a I hot onion slice falls across it? Probably I don't think I've, I don't know if i've ever
0: experienced that but that sounds very honest you've never (laughs) had hot onion chin before
2: (laughs) girl uh so you don't like the blooming onion kyle what do you like um they have
1: uh i know they have the rattlesnake bites at texas roadhouse there's something similar though at outback where it's just it's 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 kind of like mozzarella sticks, but they're they're just little orbs, and they have jalapenos in them. I don't know what they call them. Oh, it's not. Those are really fire. Oh, the jalapeno poppers. Yeah, that's probably it. <clears throat> Those are really good. But
2: that's I guess an I, appetizer. I, I, I
0: don't know if that's the actual name, but I think that's the name I've heard.
2: So. That's that's what everyone knows them as, probably.
1: Yeah, that's the layman term for the dish. That's the layman
0: term.
2: In the I streets. used to be all about the the mac and cheese bowl or whatever the pasta was.
1: Ah. No.
2: And then I got older, and I got in my head like, "Oh, these ribs are fire." So I would get the ribs and a loaded baked potato. That was the one meal I always got growing up at Outback Steakhouse. Their loaded
1: baked potatoes are good, and their loaded mashed. They're potatoes.
2: so good, dude. I've never had a better baked potato. Well, let me rephrase that. I've probably had better potatoes, but the specific way that they cook the potato so that the outside is salt encrusted. Yeah, the only place that that was where I learned to eat potato skins. No one, I, no one else I know will eat the skin of a potato except me. Because oh, bro! Of that.
1: I don't even care if it's encrusted in salty goodness. I'll still eat the skin of a potato. I
2: now, yeah, yeah, like I've, I'm beyond that. But at the time, that was that was my, oh, uh, uh. my learning moment.
1: I will say though anyway. that they used they used like the giant, like they're like a centimeter wide cubes of crystallized salt. And if you yeah. get if you get yeah. a
2: big chunk, <laughs> cracker tooth. Oh
1: bro, your molar is destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. I I have
0: I don't even know if I've ever eaten at Outback Steakhouse. Maybe once, maybe twice. Go We're going.
2: On. It used to be like a family tradition.
0: Yeah, my family we would eat out like at a restaurant, like maybe a few times a year. Like Mm-hmm. And normally it was when my dad got a coupon or, or you a got gift a big, card. You had a
2: big family, though, right? Uh, I mean, two siblings. Oh, okay. It's yeah. one more sibling. Mom and dad.
0: You. So it's, it was just, you know, hobby in these streets. Yeah, I mean, we'd get a yep. coupon and we'd go to Papa Do's. That was the spot we go to. That was like Papa fancy. Dope's. Like, we we living it up. Like, Papa my Dope's. dad'd be like, look at the gift card, son. My job <laughs> got me good. And we'd be like, eating good. Um,
1: one day, this will all be yours, son. <laughs> yeah. Like our birthday You see dinner that darkness be, there? Never go there. That's Waffle House. Let me show you. <laughs> Everything that the light touches is a good place to eat.
2: Everything the Blue Moon Onion touches <laughs> is yours. But never go to Waffle House. Never go. Yeah. will burn your chin. Dude. Oh, my gosh. You'll never believe... Uh, for Christmas, Kiesha and I were visiting family and we did not, uh, we'll just, we'll just say that it wasn't the type of visit where like people are cooking a home cooked meal Christmas morning. Okay. So we found our, we found ourselves looking for food and everywhere was closed. No. Um, we found, we found a Denny's that was open, but they were so packed. Yep and like understaffed that people were just crowd like the lobby had like 30 people standing around it was super ah, weird Jeez. so we just left they were like we don't we can't even tell you what the weight is because <laughs> we don't have enough people to calculate it um so we ended up at waffle house and uh it was fire as always waffle house is consistent serv- man Consistent. Every time it's the same. Everybody it's says if
0: apocalypse happens, the only rest in that restaurant that will survive is Waffle House. And I don't disagree. Like,
2: yeah,
0: I think that they have. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> if it, it, you can't, I don't know how you create this atmosphere that Waffle House <laughs> created where essentially everybody knows people be fighting at Waffle House.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And it makes no sense why that's a universal thing. Like, every different Waffle House. Like, the employees fighting customers, employees fighting each other, people fighting in the parking lot. I'm like, how do you how is this a part of your experience? Every Waffle House is murder Waffle House. Every, every. You know? So at least like, at
1: least it doesn't have the Denny situation though, where you avoid one Denny's cause it's the bad one. Like no no, you know every Waffle House. Every Waffle House. Yeah. Is that's the bad true. one. It's the bad one. But yeah, it's was, not
2: that bad. It's not that bad. I've actually never seen a fight firsthand. Every Waffle House I've been to has been great. Me, me and Marcus had an experience. Mm, there was a Waffle yeah. House over near
0: Georgia Tech. Uh-huh. And it happened to be right next to a gentleman's club. Oh, nice. yeah. I remember that and, Waffle House. Uh, we went there late at night. We ended up not eating there because it was so wild in there. There was a lot of interesting characters. That's the best way I want to put it. And we... <laughs> And I don't know if we, I think it was was more of, it was like maybe three or four of us. And we were like, you know what? Let's figure out somewhere else to go because it looks like it's about to pop off in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just not a situation I personally want to be in. Like, I don't, I'm not interested because you just never know. Like, I'm, first of all, I'm not trying to get hit by nobody's food, a straight punch. Like, once I see people about to fight, I'm like, I'm good. I'm gone.
1: Like you know i mean these days i've been seeing more like i didn't know until i saw the videos of people fighting in waffle house like i'd, I'd heard the rumors but yeah i'm in the mm-hmm. same boat i've never witnessed it. it and mrs yams she worked at waffle house for probably close to a, a year maybe two oh, years sure. she's a thug she's oh, yeah. certified let's go she's got some hands she went straight from <laughs> waffle house into the hospitals so, oh, so she's yeah. seen things for real. Straight G, for so real. So she can kill you. She's like, I see Dead you. bodies everywhere. Everywhere. I've seen them. <laughs> see them in the
2: restaurant. I've seen them in the hospital. <laughs> so this is the true test of portability. How many games can you play you know. at a Waffle House <laughs> with chairs being thrown over your head and bacon grease collecting on the corner of the table? R- real talk, real talk.
0: Like when I was growing up, like I could bring my Game Boy pretty much most places. Like, it was, yeah. like, my, you know, my prized possession. So, it was close to my heart. But there'd be times where, like, my folks would be, like, you can't bring that. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're like, you're not bringing that with us because we're not willing to let you lose this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, like, we're and just trust where you're never getting another one. Like, we are not buying you another one. And luckily, I trust my parents in certain circumstances when they tell me that because... Normally, time it would be like, oh, we're going to an amusement park, or we're going somewhere where it's like, where are you gonna really keep this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Between but I that, wanna bring it because it's my and game. And you're board, gonna be you know?
1: around people. Who, somebody will swipe it at an amusement park.
0: Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Oh it's gone gone. It's gone gone. When I was in high school, somebody stole my TI-89 out of my out of my locker. Out of my locker. I put it in my locker. How'd they get in your locker? Check, check this out. I put it in my locker. I walked down the hallway, like, took a corner. I said, oh, I forgot to lock my locker. I walked back, and my TI-89 is already gone.
2: Gone. They were watching calculator. Incredible. incredible. People still, calculators in these streets. Did you, did you have Mario on it? That's the real question. Yeah, Doom No. On.
0: It was the school. The school gave us the calculator. So we had to pay the school back. My parents were so angry.
1: Oh, bro! Like, oh, and those things God. were expensive. They cost as
0: much as a PSP. Yeah, they were like a hundred plus dollars. And that was, it yeah. was stolen on like day two of me owning it.
1: it was oh, terrible. terrible! And they didn't give you insurance plans. Nothing. No. It was, there was a racket. There was somebody selling calculators on the loan. <laughs> somewhere. Flipping them, boys. I ain't mad at them. I miss
2: my. I miss my calculator at the barbershop. <laughs> I remember. I mean, oh I need a calculator. Gosh. I remember when people were like complaining about calculators. They're like, "Oh, I can't." You know, you got to learn how to do this math without this calculator. I'm like, "Yeah, of course," but I'm still going to use it on the quiz because it's easier, <laughs> dude. Yeah.
0: Like for a when, when when in what real life scenario will I ever be multiplying, dividing, adding, or subtracting any really large paper numbers hand. <laughs> in like a dire situation? Right, where I don't have a moment to write it down. If I need to do long division, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm going to be doing something where I'm doing a thousand thirty-five times six hundred thirty-two, you best believe.
1: What? Like what?
0: The only place
1: I've ever seen it is when the bad guys kidnap the scientist guy and bring him into the dark warehouse, and all that's in there is a chalkboard, and they're like. We need to get the launch codes or something. And so he's got to write a bunch of numbers. That's the only time I've ever seen somebody need all those formulas in a life-saving scenario. In their brain. And in that person brain. is
0: already
2: certified, right? Already. They're
0: like a scientist. He's well-known.
2: I do think that a lot of math, if you do like high-level math, can't really be done on a calculator just because the interface is not really appropriate for it. But you I do, do it in that. your head? But you, you do, what you do is you write out the complex parts, and you pull out the parts that can be done in a calculator, and you go ahead and mm. do those on the calculator. And then you just write it down and continue in your life.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I, anyway. I continue I'm with my it. life before I even encounter the math.
2: <laughs> this but. man continued all the way past advanced math and got an art degree. But
1: I
0: do want to say this. Yes, I sir. think it's <laughs> super random that we got on this TI-89 tip
1: because
0: yeah. mobile... Portable gaming, you mentioned it, Steve. 100%, there was a period of time in my life where the TI-89 was a part of that equation. Because there's a kid, uh, this kid who, he basically would go around, and he had a cord. He was the broker. He was the broker. And he would give you, um, there's a drug game where you sold, like, crack and cocaine. No way. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it (laughs) was like a, it it was basically... (laughs) It was basically like a game where you would like it was like you were playing the market. Like you were trying to gamble out like It's a
2: business game. Yeah. Like
0: They're you're like learning you're, games. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, I want to get buy fifty kilos of cocaine because hopefully it'll sell cheaper next week and blah blah blah.
2: <laughs> so you were you were learning on the side. That's good. Look, mom, I'm a drug lord. <laughs> Um yeah I uh, what an on the nose like illegal secret game to have for your calculator <laughs> like oh I'm going <laughs> not even subtle let's let me not even play like Mario like I suggested let's play a crack cocaine game where you're a drug dealer that's hilarious <laughs> yeah, and, and it updates s- drug wars it was uh,
0: but the game that everybody really wanted was not I can't remember what it was called I wish I could find it because it was so fun it was like a Galact- Galaga type game yeah, like a oh, nice. shooter, a space shooter, where you had a ship and you get different weapons, and you kill enemies and get upgrades. It was so awesome. It was so awesome.
2: Yeah, those games are great. Now that sounds like an excellent portable game experience.
1: Yeah, games where you weren't supposed to have them were some of the best games because they oh, have to get like. That's really... not what
2: I meant, but that's a good point. It's <laughs> 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 the illicit experience really adds to this
0: contraband but the thing was that hurt the most is that and it's not because of the games it was because people had programs that would help you like do uh, like uh what do you call it oh yeah uh like uh, cheating basically cheating yeah an exam yeah. what they do yeah. is they force you to clear your your uh, calculator yeah for an exam so you have to find somebody your plug literal plug reinstall plug you in and get you the game again mm. it, it, so sometimes you just wouldn't even bring a calculator, or you'd from somebody else who didn't have a game on it. Man,
2: what a- I got so good at at uh, uh, resetting my memory, like I could just do it instantly because I learned the key presses because they had us do it all the time. I wonder if I could still do it now.
1: It's probably in there. Somebody bring this man I- a calculator.
2: I bet that my calculator, wherever it is, in a drawer somewhere, I bet that the batteries have exploded and destroyed it by now. (laughs) There's a strong chance that may have happened. I I keep finding exploded batteries in all my old toy, like, not toys, but all my old devices and stuff, like my Game Boy. I still have my Game Boy Color. I think I have it here in the room somewhere. Max Um,
0: Corrosion. That's what you're you're saying. Max max. Corrosion. Ooh, That sounds like
1: a movie title. Oh, sounds like a game title.
0: Oh, yeah, the hero. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, boys? My name is Max. Max Corrosion.
2: <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, no. It's a game where uh, it's a platformer, but when you jump on the platforms, they degrade. Mm. And so you have to, like, avoid the pitfalls that it generates, but also use it to your advantage.
0: See, see, what you're thinking of is an indie game, if it was a A game, it would be called Max Corrosion. But what it would be about is, like, this, like, political intrigue, like, spy game mm. where the the corrosion of trust between, you know, different institutions and, Ooh. you know, like, you know, The Last of Us. You know, if it's a triple-A game, but if yeah, it's an indie sure. game, it'd be something cool like that.
1: And if it was a mo- mobile game, it'd just be about taking batteries out of various things and <laughs> yes. then wipe it down yes. with a little brush. And the, <laughs> and the ad would be like, like, you just see some weird
0: girl with, like, mud all over her face and then <laughs> You got you like oh I'm gonna starve
2: if you don't throw batteries in my mouth like it would just be the weirdest <laughs> ad
0: ever in the game and
2: then be. you see it you don't hear about the game until it's at a shown at a, a Nintendo Direct for being ported from mobile to Switch mm. that's the life cycle of these games dude speaking of of indie of us making indie games uh, Kyle. Yes. I saw a game. It's in the Ukraine or the bundle for Ukraine on itch.io. So I own it. I own it it's too, man. Then. then you own it too. Look up look up Spear. spear. Uh, with two E's. I'm pretty sure somebody made our Farmer Steve game. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It, it's a game I saw the I saw the demo. It's a game where you have a spear and you can throw it into walls and like jump off the, the spear. No. Yeah. Uh, that was the hook. That was the mechanic. That was the hook. We could, we could still make it, but we have to add to it somehow.
1: Man. Oh, so S-P-E-E-R?
2: I think so, yeah. I was I was just kind of going through some of the games when I made that list a few weeks ago. And I don't know why I clicked that link and I was like, oh no, it looks like our game. Destin. But I, I, I saved it. So I, I might download it and play through it at some point.
1: Maybe that'll be the next game I stream if I ever stream again.
2: If you ever stream again, <laughs> when are we going to play together for lunch? Oh, like Fortnite? Sure, I or stream for lunch. But yeah, when are we going to play together? I we had talked for anyone who doesn't know this, uh, we for the last like month or two we had played a lot over our lunch breaks. We would all get we would coordinate our lunch breaks and play together, um, and that worked really well. But I recently changed teams, so now my lunch break is more constrained. And I think Kyle also had something come up,
1: and the holidays kind of came through a lot. A lot of a lot of, yeah. a lot of big things. Yeah.
2: but yeah, the holidays came and we weren't playing, and we just haven't we just haven't gotten back to it since then. I think it became more difficult. Did we? Are we done playing Fortnite?
1: You bring up a, like a, an interesting thing. I, I guess this is a place where, if I was like traveling, then a handheld would be good. But there really isn't. Any, I haven't been gaming much at all since I've been really? so busy. Yeah, so I, I always make
2: time. You're better than me. I mean, that's
0: that's real. I, I think, knew that, but I, th- I haven't. I still haven't touched God of War.
2: I haven't either, actually. That's the game so I've you're...
1: been thinking about the most because, yeah, I've played a couple hours of it, and I really want to finish it before I for- keep forgetting what happened.
2: Oof. Pardon me, so alright, I I just finished Black Mesa. I finished Hollow Knight again properly, which I'm I'm gonna talk about until the world ends, probably, because I love that game. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna play next on PC because in my head my gaming is segmented into different types of and different genres and based on PC. I was thinking of like kind of a chill puzzler called the uh called The Swapper, that I saw my friend play back in high school, and I bought it and never played it. Um, but I will soon, hopefully, I don't actually, don't know. Hopefully, I'll eventually finish uh, Final Fantasy on PlayStation, and at that point, I'm going to have to consider what I play next. And I don't know. Will it be Ragnarok? Will it be Elden Ring? Will it be... You have Elden okay. Ring? Uh, no, I would have to buy it. <laughs> oh,
0: Elder Ring will forever be a dream for all of us to play. I <laughs> yeah. think so. You know?
2: yeah. so. So let me ask maybe, you this. maybe I'll, Maybe I'll buy the new Dead, Dead Space game. I, I never got to play Dead Space back in the day. Is that game out yet? Um, I think Dead Space 2 yes. did come out. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is Damn. It is because I have friends, some of the listeners here actually, who were like, it was the middle of the work week. It was last week. It, it came out and they were like, oh, I can't wait till the sun sets. I'm going to play this game. Like they were so, I'm, I'm assuming it's a fantastic game.
0: Okay. I didn't know what out already I, I've been seeing it. Well, I was going to ask, what do you think would be the worst game to play on a mobile or a portable experience?
2: So just- <clears throat> I think Dead Space would be high cuz it, it it doesn't meet any of the requirements. Like it's a game that requires at least some amount of fine control cuz you're 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 fighting for your life against monsters and solving puzzles and stuff. It's a game that feels like it probably needs slightly longer play sessions to enjoy. It's a game that requires not requires, but <clears throat> it has like, it, re- it relies a lot on atmosphere. It's a horror game. And so you want to play in the dark. You want to play with the sound up. You want to play like, you know, I don't surround want any sound. Of those things. you want to be immersed because it's an immersion game. Um, and yeah, playing that on the Switch or like, you know, on an airplane, I would it would just be I would never do it. 100% never do that. Maybe that's how you should play it, Kyle. It is
1: dark on airplanes,
2: like. Uh okay, fair. That's true. Just if you, lift if the you fly window at shade. night,
0: lift the window shade.
1: No, I don't I don't want any of those things to I don't want to be immersed in a a frightening a frightening experience. I want to be as disconnected from it as I possibly can while I
2: play. Do you do escape rooms? Yes,
1: <clears throat> I love escape rooms.
2: Would you ever do like a horror escape room? I think I did one on accident before. <laughs> I, <laughs> were are you with us? Didn't we do like a Halloween escape room? Yeah, we went to Maybe the Thirteenth Gate. No, we did.
0: Some. We did the Egyptian one. The Anubis. No, yeah, yeah.
2: I did the horror one separately with another group of people. But yeah, you and you were that. We did the Anubis. That was. I wouldn't say that was a very scary. It had was, it, it was had its It had like
1: jump scares in it. Yeah, the, some spooky moments. The, the Egyptian okay. one.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was mostly just atmosphere. I didn't really have. Yeah, it's very atmospheric scares. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I do well, like if you've watched the Mummy, it was good.
1: Ironically, I do like, or I guess maybe out of uncharacteristically, I do actually do appreciate haunted houses too. Like I've walked through that yeah, is
2: uncharacteristic.
1: I've walked through the Thirteenth Gate a handful of times with some friends. And I, But I more enjoy, I guess, the aesthetic, because uh, I, I knew people that worked on it, and so I appreciated just how uh, convincing. <laughs>
0: like looking at the costumes, the yeah. makeup. People are popping out with chainsaws. Oh, look at how realistic that
2: chainsaw <laughs> is. Wow. Nice. Did Timothy do that? <laughs> You're, like, calling them by their first name. Good job, Jonathan. <laughs> Good job, Jonathan. Stop it. Jonathan's I see you, like, Lily. I see you. <laughs>
0: ruin the whole experience for everybody
2: yeah it, for me it's dead space there's, there's plenty of games but that's just what comes to mind first
0: i think for me it would be any game with a highly cinematic like cutscenes, like god uh, of war god of war or metal gear or just just any game that has like heavy and long like cutscenes. we're just supposed to like watch because to me like any Portable device is not where I want to watch something. Yeah. Like, if I'm going to watch something, it's because I have no other choice. You know? So, I think any game where I'm, yeah, a Kojima game, if there's a 30 minute cutscene, I'd be so mad. (laughs) You're just watching a
1: movie
2: on a tiny screen Mm -hmm. on the Switch. I feel like Death Stranding, speaking of Kojima, would be interesting on the Switch because. It's a lot of walking. And as long as you can kind of keep in your head what your goal is, it wouldn't be that bad in like really small bite-sized chunks. But then you just have these ridiculous cutscenes that are like 10, 15 minutes long, which I guess wouldn't fly that well. For me, a
1: game I wouldn't want to play on mobile would be anything in the same realm as Monster Hunter. So something with tons of terrible UI.
2: Oh god. Tiny words all over that's the screen.
1: Real.
2: That's real. Otherwise, I'm fine. We didn't talk about UI. That's actually a big deal. Yeah, so, some games are yeah. just not made. And we, actually, <laughs> that's a common that's a common complaint I hear about games, is when you're playing some games on Switch that like, yeah, playing in handheld is almost impossible because the UI is so small.
1: Yeah. And for those, I guess, who don't know what it stands for, UI is user interface.
2: Yeah, so, like, the text and the menus might be, like, unreadable because they weren't building it with the Switch's screen in mind. Right. I mean, I don't know. Switch games... I've played
0: games with a lot of text and UI elements, but I think that's also because, like, Switch games are also designed to be on a big screen. So... And the screen is pretty decently sized, like, in mobile. I mean, uh, in handheld mode. Yeah. So... It seems
2: like it could get away with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, for sh- for sure. I'm am s- saying some games specifically don't work well because like the font is too small, and so like it works okay on the TV, but it's not great on a smaller screen.
1: I think as far as the Switch and Nintendo in general is concerned, it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal for them if they cared at all about accessibility. Because in most games, you can change the the size of you, user interface. But in most Nintendo games, you can't adjust anything. Like, much. Yeah, I wasn't really is, thinking about yeah. Nintendo games. But
0: yeah. Oh, you know what other type of game I would hate for to be on my like handheld? But I know they kind of sort of exist. I just don't like the idea of doing any motion controls. <laughs> and it's like, I don't want to have to tilt. And also like try to hold and maintain view on this and yeah, you're tilting the whole this.
1: screen at that point.
0: Yeah, the whole screen. That's the reason, yeah. So it's like, please don't tell me to do uh what's that dance central or whatever it's called. Uh what's what's just the, dance. Just dance just on dance. the switch in hand. Dance handhelds. central.
1: <laughs> you gotta bring yeah. your mat with you on the plane. You know. Like, don't do this Yeah. Though
2: i i will say i didn't i didn't mention that earlier because that's a very like specific to nintendo thing but yeah motion controls suck handheld mode um for something like zelda where it's like it was small to begin with and you don't spend the whole time with with gyro on anyway it's fine but i tried playing splatoon recently handheld bro bad it's so bad uh it's unfortunate um yeah, it was really unfortunate. It's great. I love it um, on TV like with a controller in my hand. But, yeah, there's way too much jerking around trying to, like, re... I'm, like, moving my whole body to continue to keep the viewport of the screen, like, level with my eyes. It's not a good experience. And you can't... It's absolutely impossible on any... in any, any Anywhere where you're moving. So, in a car, on a plane, it'll screw up the motion controls. Right. <laughs> it's... It thinks it's accelerating. So, yeah, it's not good.
0: This man over here playing game as the airplane's taking off. <laughs> it's like, it just shoots off. <laughs> the game just, just new levels of gangster. It's
2: like, no. no the <laughs> attendant is the like, I, please put away your device. He's <laughs> like, but I'm playing. It the, <laughs> the way I operate in an airplane is I always uh, try to sit up straight and use my core to balance during takeoff, mm. so that's like a little fun exercise. And then I fall asleep for about 15 or 20 minutes, and then I do whatever I'm going to do.
0: No, no, no. This is what's really happening. He tries to fight the G-forces. He bangs his <laughs> head against the wall, and he passes out. Uh, <laughs> and he says, the like, that was Next good.
2: thing I know, the flight's halfway over. I'm like, like wow, well, I'm so great well-rested. No, one time
0: I was on a flight, and this dude had, like, a giant laptop, and he was, like, doing, you know, he, he had a suit on, so he probably thought he was important. And yeah. He's like going at it right, and we're Excel about to, spreadsheets or something. Yeah, like we're about to land, and so the attendee, or what do you call it? The attendant comes up and goes. Flight attendant's like, "Hey, can you uh, close the laptop?" We're gonna say, "Okay, yes, yeah, I'll do that." Absolutely, just lies to her face. Mm. So she goes down, and then he's like still going, and like, but we're like getting you know ready, you know, the you hear the the gear come out and all that stuff, and he's still going at it. Flight attendant just happens to be going back. And she's like, can you close that, please, sir? And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You know, I'm almost done. And she's like, no, sir. Put that in your bag now. Like, she just turned <laughs> on to, like, I'm going to fight you in these streets. And he yeah. went from I'm the most important man to please, please don't hurt me, mama. <laughs> like, he <laughs> slipped that junk in the bag. But I was like, come on, bro. Like, y- your job is not that important. Chill out, like, yeah. for the five minutes. You don't even have
2: Wi-Fi here, like you know, like it's not time urgent. I
1: don't know. Some people be walking straight off the plane into a meeting. So, dude, do was probably pressed for time because he did poor time management beforehand. Exactly, oh, you, might be, you, you might be right about that. That's on you, bro. Get your,
0: get your, you're doing too much. Doing too, too much. much. Yeah.
2: Hmm. It'd be
1: like that for real, though.
2: The real question is: Do you prefer to game portably? Or sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the true game on a a plane, or just in life. Uh, sure, on a plane, sleep wherever you wherever you have the choice to play a game portably, sleep while you're traveling.
0: I sleep. I take sleep.
1: In in general, I've been reading more recently. I don't sleep well on planes.
2: Oh, dude, they knock me out. I don't. I don't know what's wrong with me that like a lullaby
1: I I used to sleep very well in vehicles but just in general I don't anymore
2: hmm
0: I think it also has to be that most of my flights are at terrible times hmm. so they're like either super early or super late at night so it's kind of like uh, I might as well get the sleep in because I'm not gonna get it otherwise you know so I'm gonna select that you know over playing. Yeah. Game. and then sometimes I'll start Playing a game and then I start to feel it and I'm like, all right, I'm just, I'm not going to fight this. I'm going to go to sleep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If I'm super tired, it doesn't really matter where I am.
2: Hmm. You know. So it sounds like portable gaming is overrated based on those conversations. (laughs) Like the games we want to play aren't even on Switch. They're just mobile games. And we would rather just go to sleep than play them. When
1: I was a kid, it was fundamental. But I think yeah. in adulthood, it's just, it's not feasible. Mostly, it's not that yeah, I don't yeah. want to. It's just, I really, I really just can't.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think it goes back to the conversation we have a lot. It's like when you get older, even think like, yeah, I want to play God of War, but God of War is an actual not that it's a job, but it's, it's work. it takes effort. It's work. It's an investment. It's work. As a kid, it's like I had all the energy and also. I was never doing anything I ever wanted to do, so this was like my one space where I could do whatever I wanted. I could play Toy Story on the
2: Game Boy, you know. You know. Right. So
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I uh I like the idea. Like I want to enjoy portable gaming. I wanna pull my switch out and like get into something and but yeah, it's just there aren't well maybe it's because i haven't really been playing with my switch anyway so it isn't like because if there's a game i'm playing like i'm in the middle of it and i'm just like super invested then yeah i'll definitely play that any chance i get portable or not good experience or bad like i'll try to play it on the plane or whatever but if there's not then i'm probably not gonna really enjoy like i'm like looking for a game like what can i get into and there's just nothing stands out
0: I'm going to say this. I don't believe this. I'm saying it, but I don't believe it. Mm, I I feel like the future of mobile gaming is like mobile VR games. And like if they ever got a situation where you could have a truly like mobile VR experience that was like portable and not like a lot, I think that'd be cool. That might interest me. But at the same time, I don't think I'd be interested in doing it. But I'm like, you know, it'd be cool to just like pop on my VR thing on the plane and play some game, you know. Um, but the metaverse is dead because basically all the big tech companies fired all their metaverse people. So mm-hmm. I
1: guess.
2: I'd have to Well, be- hopefully it's not dead. I did. Just, I did see that. Um- he just invested. <laughs> crypto. Crypto. Buy the dip, boys. Buy the dip. <laughs> um, I did see that. Well, yeah, first of all, I did see that a bunch of people fired their meta meta teams, but um, wild. at the same time, a new open source foundation was just formed of several companies that are like trying to form an open source uh, metaverse, which I'm like, thank God, like if it's got to happen, let it not be Facebook, right. please. <laughs> not Zuck. Not Zuck.
1: I haven't heard mm-hmm. anything about the metaverse in a really long time.
2: Most of it's the just people being disappointed.
1: Yeah, I mean, most of the most recent VR stuff I've seen is um, VR cringe compilations. What? Yeah, so it's people videoing other people in VR, huh. and, and I guess now that the the Quest Two or whatever whatever the most recent very uh, affordable headset is, people are mm-hmm. getting those and they're doing some really wacky stuff, and their friends are videotaping them. So. I think until that kind of until we move past that, where people don't feel so self conscious about you know going somewhere as far as like the the mobile VR. Hmm. I think I think we'll have to get past that to where it's accepted to just put on your headset and be disconnected from everyone around you and be doing weird stuff.
0: Well, what what if it was uh, uh like uh less immersive but more of like uh. Glasses, like you could play poker. AR. Yeah, kind of an AR experience, but it's like with your sunglasses, where it's like using eye tracking. So you could play like poker with your friends using your your glasses. That'd like that look like sunglasses, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe that'd be maybe that'd be the future. It, I feel like the know, I, would, Glass. I would Yeah.
2: Well, I don't think Google Glass had Yeah, like I mean a, it would be like display.
0: It would be Google Glass version 9000 but yeah
2: yeah. sure sure, good version
1: of google glass
2: you know i would i would be into if i could just have like a a headset that wasn't obtrusive like glasses and a controller even the size of like a switch pro controller i would play games like that if if the display was good oh so Mm -hmm. you're
0: saying that the the display would be the glasses but the interface would be the controller like a standard controller
2: Yeah. yeah i mean it could also utilize eye tracking or whatever but i don't think you can play a game with just that you can do that um not a, with, not a uh, fun game
1: psvr you can play any game that you own in there and then yeah it it kind of just puts you in the i mean i guess it. interesting it it'd probably be better if it did like support vr to where the experience was noticeably different because you have the headset on but in general you can you can do something very similar well to that. no 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 i
2: i I would want just a virtual screen with a game yeah. in front of me. I don't want to necessarily. Oh, be virtual. If I'm sitting reality. somewhere, yeah. I mean, yeah, VR is cool. Like in a room where that—that's what you're doing. But if I'm traveling and I have to, and, and I'm like sitting down somewhere, like I don't, I'm not. I am i do not have space. You know, oh. I want to just have a, a screen. so more of
0: a projection. Like the, yes. the means would just be through the glasses, so you play. the yes. controller would just sync with the glasses and.
1: In that case, that'd be cool. even the even the Oculus Go is really good about that. Um, Cause yeah, you can send yeah. controllers to those, and then they put you in these virtual spaces. You can set up. It's very limited in, in the that, Go, but yeah.
2: I mean, I'd be fine with that. In that case, the only problem would be battery life and form um, factor. The form factor,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like I think even if
0: they're kind of big glasses, that were just like it was just a 2D representation, not a 3D. You know, like you said, you're like looking at a TV, but it's like on your glasses. That'd be pretty cool. Right. I'm I'm surprised that doesn't exist in some capacity. That'd be
2: a better experience than some games. Somebody built it. It's just not mainstream. But I
0: guess it would just be different. Yeah, where would... would, I guess chips are so small now and powerful. You could probably get away with it.
2: You know what else this discussion makes me think is that maybe... I mean, obviously it works for a lot of people, but I kind of feel like maybe Nintendo doesn't need to like really stick with this hybrid situation. Like maybe I would, I would want to build a little mini computer that emulates a switch and run it. It would be the size of maybe like the combined switch and dock. Like, wouldn't that be cool if I could just carry, you know, cause I have to carry that stuff around anyway. If I'm going to like travel for a land party or something, I could just, um, you know, have this this maybe squ- this cubic foot gaming system that has an, an HDMI port and a power port and some controllers synced up to it, and I could play Switch games like that. And that'd be kind of cool. I'd probably have similar. um Wait, like a Steam box? Yeah, but specifically for emulating Switch games, I'm saying that you own legally.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> but, has entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> you, but
2: I mean, it, like but you could have a more po- what i'm getting at is you could have a more powerful system if you didn't need to include a screen, didn't need to include a battery, didn't need to include uh controllers. But it would need to
0: connect to a screen, right?
2: Yeah, I said HDMI port. So it would only be usable like a it'd be a console. It'd be a console, but it's a small console. It isn't like a PlayStation 5 where you have to like get a whole like a, uh, you know, rolling bag to carry it. But what, it's something you could put in my backpack, like I can do with my Switch now. But what, like, I'm trying to figure out why anybody would
0: ever want that though.
2: Well, because I would want it because my two main uses. I do, I do use it portably sometimes, but my two main uses for the Switch are at home on the TV or at somebody else's home on a TV. And I like to travel with it. I carry it, you know, when I, uh, when I go on like work trips so or you want a game when I'm traveling. Too. Yeah, like a GameCube, like a like a modern power GameCube, that'd be great. I would. It, I mean,
1: I I understand. I guess the aesthetics around consoles and wanting to be a showpiece, but it wouldn't bother me at all if the PS Five was the same size as the Ouya. Like, if it was just a little cube.
2: I don't know how big though. Oh, okay, a little cube. Yeah,
1: it. I mean, Ouya was like it wasn't that much bigger than like a Rubik's cube. It was tiny. But yeah.
2: Well, that's because the Ouya was. An empty shell with a really cheap Android, Android chipset in yeah. it. I mean, I don't I mean
1: that the PS5. It's, I mean, it doesn't have to be as big as it is. I know it, it can't be that small. but
0: it, I think the reason the PS5 is that large, a lot of it, it has to do with thermodynamics. Yeah. just getting the heat yeah. out of there less than yeah. anything else. So That's true. Which
2: is proportional to power. So, like, the Switch doesn't need that much power. Maybe a little bit more power, but you could get away with a lot. A lot smaller than a PS5 if you ditch the power of the PS5.
0: <laughs> I think the only reason why I don't think that's a good idea is the same reason why I don't think they ever made the Steam Deck is because you'd be competing with the PS5 and the Xbox, whatever, Series 12 or whatever. Oh, called, for sure. And I don't think they're going to win that fight. I think that Nintendo will is smart to keep this weird hybrid situation because it's kind of like, oh, I have a PS5 and a Switch and
2: I have an Xbox and a Switch.
0: Um, they're in a niche yeah they're in a good place where they're basically not competing with anybody you know
2: you're right i think it makes more sense for me to say for me for my money that's the device i want but you are right that there's no way nintendo will do that because you're right they probably should not do that
0: you could probably get somebody to make you that custom box like that just do it on the low so nintendo
1: never knows (laughs) yeah yeah you
2: don't sell it you don't like sell it publicly you just do it for yourself yeah you could definitely do it for your friends
1: i mean there's some youtube channels that their their whole thing is just to shrink devices so Mm -hmm. i'm sure there's somebody who's already done it i've seen like the other day on my recommended somebody made somebody stuffed a wii into a game boy
2: oh yeah that's crazy i saw that video that's insane that's the true portable experience although i feel like wii games (laughs) do not portable well
1: motion controls on a game boy do not sound fun
2: yeah, it sounds Would awful. You, did you still have to
0: use the waggle controller? <laughs> the
2: <laughs> no. Not I mean a lot of games a lot of games are built in. I'm sure it like I'm sure it had like a normal Wii Game, game Boy, S- Boy control scheme, but the games themselves don't Yeah, they need a Wiimote, right? Yeah, they need a Wiimote. Or at best a GameCube controller. Just put the gyro inside, swing your Just game Boy. Just do what you do
1: with a switch. Oh Just my waggle God. the whole
0: <laughs> Just slang that thing around.
2: Comes with In the that case, strap. the Switch is better because the form factor is a little longer. It's easier to waggle.
1: That's true. You gotta have that distance for the waggle.
0: I mean, if they ever get gaming contacts or direct plugs into your cerebrum through your spinal cord yeah, that just it just display them on your actual retinas, the game, mm-hmm. that's the feature to portable gaming.
2: It is. Yeah, At that point, you can just Put me in a pod and put put, put a tube in me because I'll, I'll just. Real talk. Finish, Real talk. Finish my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they prove that that type of gaming, this is just gaming, or, or interface with computers is possible. And they show it's safe, uh, that it's, you know, just like as safe as a cell phone or really? a PS5. If
2: they prove it. How that, do they show that it Oh, was if safe? they prove it. Okay. This is me uh, theoretically, uh, theoretically theoretically uh, I theoretically. I thought you said they did. That. Yeah, that no no. Worked? If they did that,
0: <laughs> would you be willing to install a port on the back of your neck? If it was completely safe and it had no it wouldn't affect your life, health, anything. Would you be willing to put a port on the back of your
1: head so you could th- have like gaming in your brain? I think I draw the Plumly. line at invasive surgery. I would get the peripheral version.
2: Right. Yeah. I was going to say probably not because even if it's safe, a direct, you know, input into your brain is something that could be very easy to abuse. Maybe not by the games, but by literally anyone else, governments, criminals. Somebody uh, just bring a, put a
1: taser. I mean, it's already bad enough to put a taser to the back of your neck. So if you got like a little device back there,
2: a conductor. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So there's, so there's that. The other thing that would stop me is I don't want, if it, it's me, it would have to be open source. Mm. It would have to be something that isn't controlled by any corporation. Or it would have to be something that's like open standards. I know, I know exactly what it is. I know how to upgrade it. You know, I can take it to a shop somewhere and have them fix it. That isn't like owned by Apple, right?
0: Would you, Brad? Absolutely not. But <laughs> I think it's, it's interesting to me because it's like... That's, that could be the future, right? Like, mm-hmm. and there's movies about this, like people not adopting technology and they get, you know, left behind. Ostracized. You know, and I think about that sometimes. Like, what's the limit that I'd be willing to go to to interface with technology? Mm-hmm. And what if it was solely for gaming, right? Like, I don't, I, I'm not an early adopter of anything for the most part, but I will early adopt on a gaming system, you know what I'm saying? I will early adopt on entertainment that I like, but you know, like Not that. if, if That's new, uh, imagine I just keep thinking like what if it's really like, you know, how the you know, you know Kyle cuz you have VR, but it's like the difference in experience between playing a VR game and playing a PlayStation 5 game, it's very different. The sensation is completely different. Very different. Like now imagine a game that's like the next level from VR. And the yeah. only way you could experience it is right. to, to take this elective surgery, which is completely safe, proven all the stuff. and
2: I can't uh, lie I that it wouldn't think. be tempting. Did you guys hear that just now? What? what? I don't know if it came through on my mic. I'm pretty sure that my wife is playing uh, Little Nightmares in the other room. I just heard her squeal. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I has to enhance <laughs> that audio. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom and hence, yeah. um, anyway, I'm sorry. I totally I couldn't stop laughing. I feel
1: like if we ever got to where contacts are being used in the virtual augmented reality sense, that at first it'd be a similar situation as when Bluetooth headphones were starting to, mm-hmm. because like people would just walk up and be talking, and people would think they were talking to them. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would think, "Oh, you're looking at me." <laughs> or something but like no there's somewhere completely different looking at different stuff so so
0: what's that, the boundary? Be funny so what's the boundary for you from if gaming would you would you allow them to I don't know put like oh we don't it's not an invasive sur- surgery but what you do is when you put the headset on it actually interacts with your brain through electromagnetic blah 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 they figure out some ther- theory that works. But it's in not invasive, but it does basically hijack your brain
2: to show games like in real life. You know, Mm. I mean, I would do that. I'd be willing to do that. I guess my fear is that it can be used against me. But I guess in that, if it exists, then I don't have a choice of it being used against me (laughs) if it's not invasive.
0: I don't know. You could always take it off.
2: Well, I mean, if someone, like, straps me down and is, like, interrogating me for something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's... Yeah. It's weird. For me... Worst-case scenario stuff. For me,
1: that, that kind of taps into, I guess, next-level immersion, where it's still external in, in a lot of ways. So, like, sound is the most common one we have now. There are things that people are, exper- are experimenting with, you know, as far as haptics, and then smell-o-vision and making smells, so I think I think it would be in the same line as those things. Mm-hmm. So so I'd probably be more open to, to trust it because it is still external.
0: Yeah, I mean, at the, yeah. at the end
1: of the day, it's how our brain
0: interprets our environment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I don't know. I, I I I personally would still feel some type of way about that because oh, for sure I'm like, huh. But at the same time, you know, that's what VR does. It kind of messes hijacks your brain
1: a little bit, you know. I'm just always leery if, like, if you got to explain it to me, you know, then then you got me suspicious at that point. Like, people don't explain. Like, I mean, I guess they explain controllers somewhat, but it's usually what the controller's doing. Like, oh, it rumbles more, or it has the adaptive triggers, so it resists you. But if you're explaining something, oh yeah, I'm sending electromagnetic waves into your brain. Eh, that's, that hits a little bit different.
2: I think what I would be really, what I would really feel safe about is something that doesn't directly stimulate my brain, but instead stimulates my senses. So, like five, uh, like, like, yeah, five, or um, maybe something that like hijacks my optic nerve or my, you know, my ear, whatever nerve. Um, <laughs> and so, like, it tricks my eyes into sending the signal. Instead of directly signaling my brain, because that way I feel like I know, I know what I'm getting into. Like, oh, it's just it's just visual information. It's just auditory information. It's not trickery. Yeah, it's it's not gonna do anything directly to my cerebrum. Uh, although I wouldn't want to lose my eyes or ears either, so I would still be careful. Good on you. Hey. Yeah. Well,
1: that's-
2: and at that point. At that point, if you're only stimulating eyes and ears, are you really getting anything more special than just a nice VR headset? I guess the form factor.
0: I mean, people potentially. People say the same thing from, well, what's the difference between VR and just playing it on your TV? It's the experience. Like, that's, it's just different.
2: That's true, it's yeah. It's
0: can't. It's hard to explain to somebody the difference between VR. And, and they have to experience it. It's just.
2: Yeah. It's one of the things you just yeah. got to do. All right. Fair enough.
1: Well, that's the future of, of uh, portable gaming. I'm telling you. I mean, there's yeah. nothing more portable than something being in your brain. Yeah. Instead of handheld, it would be called headheld. Mm. You
0: know? No, it
2: won't. I'm, <laughs> I'm calling it. I'm calling it now. <laughs> it's not it going to will happen. not catch on. Brain held. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making fetch happen. Stop making
0: fetch <laughs> B- Welcome waves. to Headheld Technology with Mark Jeff Zuckerberg.
1: Keeley. Jeff Keeley and Mark Zuckerberg. We failed on Jeff the Keely Jr. <laughs> now if Peter Molyneux said that oh, he made, oh, I would trust Ooh. Peter Molyneux. Like,
0: we have the best research scientist to guarantee that it won't kill you. A hundred percent, it's going to kill you. Everybody, <laughs> trust. It's about to be a horror movie. Like, oh, where's that research scientist now? Oh, he did. Dead. He's dead. From his... how he used the technology, He's researching <laughs> the afterlife. That's what you say. <laughs> he used use the technology to research the afterlife. Oh, really? <laughs> That's the way to spin that,
2: Peter Molyneux. <laughs> we're still waiting for his his findings (laughs) all right guys well let's go ahead and wind it down um we've i think we have thoroughly explored the topic at hand we've explored a couple other topics we've uh bickered and bantered um thank you for joining us uh or for joining me on this adventure boys it's been a pleasure yes yes i'm talking to you so you're joining me (laughs) Mm. yeah yeah pronouns um but yeah thanks for joining me it's been a pleasure it's been a lot of fun uh thank you as well dear listeners for uh or if you're on youtube dear watchers or if you're if you're on youtube dear watching but not really paying attention mostly just listeners uh yeah, we're glad to bring this content to you. We're glad to, to clue you in to our inner thoughts and desires and hopes and dreams and fears. And um look forward to Farmer Steve, the sequel to a 2. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, shout out to the uh, the super agile nation, shout out to all our listeners and our and our fans. Thank you for your support. Thank you for coming through and telling us what you like or don't like and giving us feedback and just being buds. We enjoy it. Um, And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, We are everywhere that you might expect a podcast to be. We are on Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher. We're on YouTube and SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and... Brainwaves. Did I miss anything? Metaverse. SoundCloud. Did I say SoundCloud? I think you said SoundCloud. What is Kyle saying? I keep talking over him. It's, it's I'm just not
0: saying important. stuff. It's not important. That's yeah, the it's not. Talk over oh, it. oh, don't, we <laughs> we everywhere. Blaah, 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 as the
2: commercial Blaah. used to say, they're everywhere. <laughs> um, find us there. And until next time, thanks for listening. This has been the Super Agile Bros Podcast. You don't want
0: a Game Boy. You want a Head
2: Boy. No. No. <laughs>